Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. SFL Nation, what is going on? It's good talking to you guys. Uh, you know, last week we didn't have a show. Um, for those who don't know, I lost my grandmother last week. Uh, very difficult time for my family. And uh, for those who reached out to say, hey, you know, Nelson, I'm uh, sorry for your loss or whatnot. I appreciate it. For those who didn't know and now know, um, you know, again, yeah, had to focus on my family last week. So to those guests that I was originally supposed to have, thank you for making that adjustment because, again, de- a death in the family is never easy. And uh, everybody was very understanding and very and, and gave a lot of, you know, prayers to my family and whatnot that made it a little bit easier. Um, but I always tell you guys that Friday nights when you join me here in the, in the inside the league with me, your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano, it's always a pleasure to do so. And tonight I actually have my first time ever doing a broadcast for the SFL, right? It was for the SFL minors, um, but it was an amazing time and it was really great to do. Uh, called the Annapolis versus the Rustler game where the Rustlers got their first win of the season against a very strong Annapolis team, 10-17. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And shout-outs to Tyler Falk uh, for him. Shout-out to Phil Koss as well for doing stats. And, again, our producer, uh, uh, Cameron Irvine, who uh, also set everything up. It, it was an amazing experience. And, and again, we have a jam-packed show tonight. Uh, we're going to go over, again, uh, the semifinals, how that looks, right? I didn't get to give you an update last week, but this week I'm able to do so, right? Uh, we'll talk, uh, you know, scores and how the playoff pitcher kind of plays. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to do the SFLM due to the fact that they're playing at the moment. So, uh, but if you ever do want to check out an SFLM game, go to Twitch, go to YouTube, go to the Simulation Football League's uh, YouTube channel or their Twitch channel. And you'll find it right there, and you'll see these great, amazing minor teams uh, come together and play. And tonight we have a rookie uh, in Bernard Smith uh, who's going to be on for the Memphis River Runners. And we're going to actually have a previous SFLM minor uh, player, Rosca Santagria, a little bit later on tonight um, when, we, uh, when we discuss and get into our interview portion. So with that being said, uh, let us go ahead and get to uh, our league news okay so sorry guys (laughs) so let's talk about the semifinals and how that played panned out uh for these teams and we'll talk about how the playoff picture looked uh later on so uh the first game that i want to talk about was the jacksonville kings versus the sioux falls uh uh, sioux falls sparrows uh going 13 to 45 to sioux falls and helping them advance to uh the finals oh sorry the uh uh not the semifinals but the uh, I think it's the conference finals, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, do correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Sioux Falls advances against uh, Jacksonville, 13 to 45. Uh, we have Florida Storm versus the Denver Nightwings, uh, 24 to 43. Denver again showing their dominance. I think they're 11 and one so far. Roscoe can tell me if I'm right uh, later on, and Denver goes ahead and uh, advances as well. We have Vancouver versus the uh, Louisiana Revolution, which was a huge game, right? Like a lot of folks. We're really looking forward to this game. Just, again, Andy Hamilton and his organization, um, Johnny Pickler and his organization, right? Clash of the Titans, 
uh, but Louisiana pulls it off 34 to 42 and advances uh, to the finals. We have uh, Mexico City versus Baltimore Vultures, 17 to 33. Baltimore goes ahead and advances as well. Um, congratulations to Baltimore. We'll talk about who they're playing with, playing after the fact. Um, and I felt like I'm missing one more. No, one, two. Three and four, yeah. So those are all the teams that came up. That and we'll talk about how the playoff picture looking so far. So talking about the playoff picture, uh, right now we have Baltimore uh, versus um, Denver, and that will be on Sunday, October twenty fifth at four p.m. Eastern, and that will be uh, called by Andy Hamilton and Ryan Cald- Caldo, of, uh, and that will also be the pro- uh, crowd play uh, game of the week as well. Uh, and for those who don't know what uh, crowd play is. It's basically an application that allows you to follow the stats, follow the game, and actually play a game while you're watching a game and get points, and you get a chance to get, um, you know, actual physical money. But at the same time, too, even by you just participating, you also get an opportunity to get involved as well. Um, so I think that's an awesome thing, um, and that will be the crowd play game of the week, and that will be on 11 Sports and for the fans. Now, the second game that we're going to have on Sunday, October 25th, at 6 p.m. Eastern, that will be Sioux Falls versus the Louisiana Revolution on 11 Sports for the Fans. And that will be called by Mike Daggs and Matt Wilson. So it's going to be a very, very interesting semifinal. Um, going to be huge. I, again, I think it's kind of like each game has its story, right? Baltimore, very strong organization going against a really strong team in Denver who won it two seasons back in season 13 champions and Baltimore looking to get their championship against uh, Denver. Very exciting game. And you're talking about Sioux Falls versus Johnny Pickler, right? Johnny Pickler uh, has a Cinderella story, did an amazing job playing against Vancouver. Very high-scoring game. And Sioux Falls, every year, is a contender, right? Making it to the finals last year against Atlanta. Be very interesting to see. And, and, and again, it can go either way with any of these teams. It's very hard to call what it is. I know on Dave Axis' show... Uh, he talked about, you know, some people were make, doing pick-ems. Uh, some folks chose Balt, uh, sorry, Denver to win it. Uh, some folks chose Sioux Falls because of those, those are the most veteran ship teams out there who've done it before. Uh, but Louisiana has shown all season what they have the ability to do. And Baltimore has been very consistent on their wins and how they play. So it should be a very interesting game. Um, like I always tell folks, it's very hard to call what these games are going to look like. But very strong games this this weekend on Sunday, October 25th, and uh, definitely very exciting to see. Um, again, like I tell you, these these can go either way, and I'm very excited to see exactly which way they go. Um, but if you are listening for the first time, you know, I was talking about the SFLM, right, and uh, the minors that we have going on, and you can still take advantage of that and join us on our Discord, uh, Simulation FL, uh, FL, sorry, for the Discord channel, and then you also have our website, www.simulationfl.net, that you can also join us as well when it comes down to it. Now, the playoffs are going to be very interesting. I mean, again, I don't have leaderboards this time around. My apologies. Uh, Time got the best of me, and this week has been still an adjustment period due to the loss of my family, but again, you know, um, I think those will be great games. I say go ahead and watch those. If you are interested in watching the minor games, they're every Friday, uh, 6.30 and 9.30, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you'll be able to catch some of these young rookies coming into the league, which we'll be lucky to talk to an ex 
uh, uh, SFLM rookie Gen 1 and a next-gen rookie in Gen 2, uh, which we'll be very excited to talk about. So, you know, with that being said, you know, the offseason has started for a lot of us, and I do want to touch upon how our offseason is going before we get to the wonderful Rosca Statman Santagria. But um, I'm going to tell you that, you know, the offseason has started a little bit early uh, for a lot of teams. And again, it's just us trying to look at what we've done on the in the season. This our first season, inaugural season, just like other teams, seeing what you did this season, seeing what you could have probably done better and trying to make yourself better going into the following season. So, again, offseason news don't really have any right. We don't have any any big news as of yet. We're still waiting to see how the playoff plays, and we still have expansion bids uh, being talked about. So the league will definitely be changing and evolving. So if you're listening, if you want to join us, join us on Discord channels. never too late to join the SFLM. Um, but, it, you know, that gives you an opportunity to play and have that abilities to show what you have uh, and potentially enter into the draft. And then, um, you know, you'll be able to watch more football than you are watching currently. So with that being said, I do definitely want to start introducing my guest, and we need to definitely do it with some honors. Got the horns playing for my man, Rosca Statman Santagria. Rosca, how are you doing this yeah. evening, man? Yo, yo, y'all hear me? I hear you loud and clear, man. I appreciate all you right, making right, this what's happen. Good, man? <laughs> You're coming through loud and clear, right? Like, <laughs> what's good, with yeah. Gucci, right? Like uh you are somebody yeah. <laughs> who I have followed, right, since gen one of the SFLM, yeah. right? You heard me talking about uh-huh. the evolution and you are the uh, you know, you you and I are the first gen SFLM players to ever come out, right? And oh, um yeah. you bring such an energy out as a person, <laughs> right? Um you're always gonna be infamous yeah. for the dance, right? Like that dance is always <laughs> going to be infamous with you, right? And I, I think they made a meme yeah. out of you, right, because of it. But, again, yeah. I appreciate you making the effort to be on the show, right? Um, definitely conflicts of, of, of scheduling have been, like, the Achilles heel for you and I. But to have you here tonight. It worked and, out. And, yeah, it worked out, right? And, and the good thing is that yeah. um, you were able to join me tonight. And I, and I just want to say thank mm-hmm. you because, again, you made the uh, adjustment last week with my grandmother passing yeah. to um, to be here tonight. Oof. So thank you again, bro. Hey, thank you, man. Like, crazy thing is even my grandmother passed, and it's like, you know, it's able. It's just a good way to just, like, I'm just glad that you got me on here, man. It's an honor. Yeah, it is an honor for me, too, man. You, you've definitely made a lot of noise for <laughs> me. You're part of a great organization in Denver, right? So, you know, that story of yeah. you being a potential champion, right, is, is really great. Um, but I, I do want to give you the floor and, and kind of just share a little bit about the person behind Rasa Santagria. All right, the man behind the meme. What y'all want to know? <laughs> well, what's some things that you want to share with audiences about who you are, you know, anything that you feel comfortable in sharing is right. a little bit about yourself. All right. I'll, I'll say some stuff I'm comfortable about. I like to make music, you know, um, I'm starting to learn more about real estate. So if you got, if y'all got some houses, y'all got problems, but y'all need to sell, hit me up. I'm, I'm good at, you know, I'm just good at a lot of things. I, I realize I'm good at like analytics and stats and, 
it's just really cool, man. I'm like a jack of all trades. I can dance, obviously. <laughs> Definitely, right? And See, I know that shit by now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, right? Like yeah. when you danced um <laughs> in the draft, right? Yeah. Was that something that you planned on doing or was that just the <laughs> yeah. natural response to being selected so high by a great organization? I I'm gonna say like a mixture of both. I was like I, I didn't know what dance moves I was gonna do, but I was just like, All right man, this is just my reaction. I gotta Gotta just turn up real fast, you know. Uh, yeah. Like one of my favorite uh, cornerbacks, you know, he had the what's it called, the Dion Shuffle, and I just, I just danced, and I was like, all right, do something. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think what also set it off was the glasses, yeah. right? You had the Lokes on, yeah. um, and you were just yeah. kind of vibing, and it was definitely something oh, yeah. that, again, I think. One, it was it was organic, and two, you were so cool with the with the Lokes and everything like that that you ended yeah. up. For those who don't know what Lokes are, because I, I do come from the West Coast, they are shades, dark shades. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, dark glasses. But you know, again, with the dark glasses and the and the smooth moves, man, you definitely made a name for yourself. And I think again, you're going to be a meme that people enjoy, and it brings happiness. And that's something that I got to know about you that. You are a very yeah. um, positive person, right? Um, you know, with you and me talking yeah. during the draft time, because again, we we were looking at you as a potential uh, draftee for the fleet, right? Um, yeah. You know, I got to know you and, and got to see how you were, and it was a really a really fun time to get to know the person behind the player, um, and then you. Oh yeah. Doing some stuff that again, it's very big, and and I do want to congratulate you. Um, as the person first Thank before you, we get into your SFL story, so um, so how did you yeah. end up finding the league? Like, walk me through from Ooh. being a starting cornerback for the D- Denver Nightwings. Like before you got to all this, walk me through how you found the yeah. league, and then kind of your SFL Lem experience, and then leading into yeah. now being a potential uh, a champion, uh, a championship team. So walk me through that whole uh, SFL right. story. All right, so once upon a time, I was with um, Harrison Walton, who was the ex-scout of Tulsa, and, like, he taught me, like, pretty much a lot about, like, how stats was and analytic-wise and football. And, you know, one drink and one, one smoke later, and they were like, yeah, man, you should join the SFL. And I was like, yeah, man, I guess I'm going to go do it. <laughs> and then it's just like, then I got to the SFLM, and I was just like, all right, I'm in here. I know this league, you know, is competitive. And I was like, all right, I'm a, I'm gonna just stick with it and just, I just kept having fun after that. Yeah. And so when you got to the SFLM, you were playing with Boise, right? Um, if yeah. I remember correctly. So you know, again, yeah. I know it wasn't the season that everybody wanted, but how was the experience? Um, being in that in that locker room, did that set you up for going into into a a a major team like Denver's locker room? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we got we got good we got some good legendary folks from there. We got Fox Highwind, Thomas Smith, motherfucking Gene Manazzi on my team. <laughs> and it's like you know, you know, I think like as a rookie, like once you get that good locker room type of chemistry. And even if we didn't make the championships, it's like I'm a person that doesn't have anything to lose now. You know, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't afraid of anything at that point. Yeah, and 
And again, you know, coming in with people that you know is is a great experience, right? Gene is also brothers with yeah. Igor Barbatov, right? Uh, they're brothers yeah. and uh, two good guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, to see you guys oh, coming yeah. from the outside in, right? Like I played one uh, one game for Annapolis, right? So I did play in the minors, yeah. right? Um, and then I had uh-huh. the opportunity to be a GM for Portland. So when that opportunity came mm. around, I, I took that opportunity. But to see you guys not just go from being rookies but to now getting into a veteranship, right? One season down in the book, oh, yeah. you guys are moving out here like veterans. And you have a oh, a, yeah. um, a, a uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? You have a presence in Gen Chat, right? When you talk in Gen oh, Chat, yeah. you respond in Gen <laughs> Chat, you get a lot of people to come in together <laughs> and talk to. And you're a person who enjoys, like, you're not there to, like, oh, yeah. you're just there to enjoy the moment. You enjoy the energy, the vibe, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, everybody yeah. has their way of consuming this product, like Johnny always says, right? And I think your way is very yeah. mellow. And, and I don't really, I don't ever see you get into any type of drama or anything. You're a very mellow, cool type of guy, very yeah. similar to your avatar on Discord, which is Scar with oh, the two yeah. And the lows, hey. right? Um, <laughs> but I think it's, it's definitely uh, it speaks volume of who you are. And I know you're a very fun-loving, yeah. great kind of guy. And um, you know, for you to oh, go yeah, into yeah. a team like you said with Gene and, and and being around there, and you were around some great legends as yeah. well, which I think is great for oh, rookies yeah. to know, right? Like um, yeah. Gen One of the rookie class was will never be forgotten. Right, you named it, right? Oh, Fox Highwind, yeah. Gene, yourself, right? Um, but then you have Jeff Gagne, oh, yeah. you know, director of, oh, uh, yeah. of digital communications, right? Um, you have Jeff uh, Gene, Connor yeah. as well, who's Mark, but he's with Atlanta, but he's also the, you know, a uh, 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 director of compliance, right? Like, there's a lot of rookies that come out oh, of yeah. this this Gen One that really made an impact and make. Gen two kind of be like, all right, y'all got to step it up, you know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna, oh, yeah. you're really going against some heavy hitting legends that are going to be here for a long oh, time. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. Oh, now, yeah. uh, you know, we like, kind of got a little bit of wait, the one thing. Story. Yeah, go oh, ahead. One thing, because like, like I was gonna say, it's not Scar with the two blunts. It's just my first owner with the two blunts. But yeah, man. And um, also there's another there's another uh, person from our class, Hugo Reynosa, man. We yeah, always said like draft one. Hugo and it's like you know. And with Gen Chat, man, you just you just have fun with the chaos, man. Post a meme and just watch how it goes. <laughs> I think I think the way that I describe with you is like you're surfing, right? When you surf, yeah. you don't have oh, no yeah. way to control you don't control the waves, right? You don't control the waves, oh, the, anything of it. But what you do is you you, you set yourself up for that perfect swell and then you take advantage yep. of it. And even though that may last only five seconds you still enjoyed yourself yep. enough to be in that situation um but you, i didn't know oh, I, thought, yeah. I thought that was scar that was on your discord um thing that nah. that's not <laughs> no nah, it's my first owner and it's like it's been like it's been like a long long time i've had it since i was like 13 and oh, like, it's, a, it's a whole entire backstory but now my first owner in football so i'm like let's go but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool i always thought that was scar and you know, you always had lion, right? Like the representation of a lion is huge. I, I think I have a connection yeah, yeah. with it. I'm a Leo, right? Um, lions oh, mean a lot yeah. to me, right? So when I well, see I you, 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 y'all cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, the embrace of it, right? The representation of, of, of oh, a line yeah. is really huge. And I think the way that you, oh, you yeah. carry on with having a line is really huge as well. So what's the oh, fun yeah. fact about you, Roscoe? Like, what's the fun fact you want to share that uh, people probably don't know? I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, a Scorpio, man. You trouble. <laughs> October 27th. I'm a... You know, I'm a, you know, I'm, I want to be a happy Scorpio like Leonardo DiCaprio and shit. I want to be a happy one. Man. Yo, I got, be Scorpio I, can be. <laughs> I got a fun fact about Leo. I got a fun fact about Leo DiCaprio. Me and him went to the same high school. Oh shit, that's awesome, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, right? So Leo DiCaprio lit, went man. to John Marshall High School in Los Angeles, California, right? And also uh-huh. another alumni, other than just him, is Andy Reid. So I went to, I didn't go to school with oh. them, of course, they're older than me, yeah. but it's yeah. still, we Got came the in, the same, I was in the same halls. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's your man's Leonardo, then Leonardo DiCaprio will, oh, yeah. you know, this is as maybe a, a close second, <laughs> you know, talking to me tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, shout out to him. Shout out to Andy. Shout out to our mom, man. Yeah, That's and you know what? And happy early birthday, <laughs> right? Happy early birthday, the 27th. Today's the 23rd, so oh, we're yeah. just a few days away from it being your birthday. Oh, yeah. um, but I definitely think, again, that, you know, again, early, early happy birthday to you as well. So what attracted you, you? Yeah, man. And hopefully you're able to enjoy it with friends and family and, and, and get, you know, um, and have a really good birthday, right? I know COVID has kind of stopped that for a lot oh, of people. But I really hope that you get an opportunity to yeah, enjoy yeah. and have fun. Now, what Got attracted it. you yeah. to, to the cornerback position? Like, I liked all the personalities of the NFL stars that was cornerbacks, like Deion Sanders, Jalen Ramsey. And it's like my dad, when I talked to him, he told me that he was a quarterback or running back and a slot receiver when he was growing up. So I really just wanted a role that was, like, of my own. And then, like, when I talked to my friend, I was like, yo, what role should I be for the NFL? What role should I be for the NFL? He's like, dog, just be a cornerback. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably just going to go with that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's a good position, right? I think it's a position that you've done really well in, right? Like, I know it yeah, didn't start off the way that you me. wanted, but but I remember you getting yeah. a few interceptions and, and really making a factor in the defense for, for Denver. And I think it's a position that oh, really yeah. fits you well. Um, yeah. You know. Thank you. Now, did you, I know you said Deion Sanders was your inspiration in a sense for the dance, but did you model your player after anyone? Um, Like, it, it was weird because it was like, you know how like when you check your player and you got to say, okay, you got to pick your height and then you got to pick your weight, right? So uh-huh. there, there was two, there was like two, like maybe two or three players. So for the height, I was like six one because I was like I always like Allen Iverson in basketball and I always like Deion Sanders. But the weight was like I was like well in WWE I always liked Jeff Hardy. He always did all the flips and all that shit, and I always loved it, man. So I was like that's how I got the height and the weight for my players, man. And so you were a big Hardy Boys fan, right? Oh, a hundred percent, yeah. So for me, when it comes down to wrestling, right? I was always a big Dudley yeah. Boys fan, right? And the Dudley Boys the Dudley and the Boys, Hardy Boys yeah. have always had kind of this this rivalry, right? They're two different styles, oh, right? Yeah. They're both extreme, though. Yeah. So even though it's, it's both oh, yeah. um, different styles, uh, it, it, it's, again, that 
you know, I was always a Dudley Boy fan, but I had respect for the Hardys because they oh, were high flying, impactful, right? They were always in the in a table, yeah. ladders, and chairs match, and yeah. really set like that extreme standard. But the Dudley Boys came from a you know from the ECW, and they were very extreme as well. Mm. And they're right. I feel like when they got to the oh, WWE, yeah. they didn't carry that same kind of hardcoreness as much. But oh, they yeah. still were really big yeah. on uh, on table ladders and chairs because the three D was based off. They of putting still slam somebody the through that table. <laughs> exactly right, and, they still and the reason why somebody ass through that table. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and the reason why I connected with them right is because I was always yeah. a little bit when I was younger. I was a heavy set kid, so my cousins were really uh, into wrestling, like everybody else is, right? And when yeah. we you know, wrestle, they'd be like, man, you kind of, you kind of chunky, right? Like, you like the Dudley boys. And I'm like, all right, you know, like, I'm not, I don't know how I really yeah. feel about it. Uh, but it definitely <laughs> helped me see, and, and, you know, the Hardy boys, again, they're still wrestling, they're still doing everything. Oh, but, yeah. you know, again, great example, and I didn't know that's what really made you choose the size and the weight of your player. That's kind of cool to share. Yeah, thank you, man. Like I think, like growing up as a kid, I was like I wasn't heavy set. I was always skinny, so I couldn't do all the slams. But you know, I would jump, uh, jump from the counter, boom, <laughs> jump on yeah. somebody's ass, man. It's like it's a t- different style, but it's always impactful when it's on, man. No, you're right. Like I think again, wrestling was such an impactful. There was such an impact that uh, again, I'm surprised that many people didn't die on how much we try to mimic those those moves. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, you're right about that, man. Yeah, so, um, again, not to get make it so much about wrestling, but definitely wrestling has an impact in my <laughs> life, and it definitely did in yours. Yeah. So did you consider any other positions when you um, were making your player? Did you say, hey, if I can't make it as a cornerback, I want to consider anything else? Oh yeah, oh yeah. For the rookies listening, y'all might have to have a secondary role because they do that. They do that for us. That's what they did for us. And I considered being a strong safety as a secondary role, but I was sold on being a cornerback for the league. And playing on defense is really fun. And I'm glad that I was able to just get a role that can actually help my team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, I'm more of a. I don't want to say defensive minded because now I'm playing tight end, right? But yeah. my first role was right. a linebacker. And, oh, yeah. you know, in defense, it is really a, I mean, in any side of the ball, but it's, it does feel a lot more <laughs> of a unit, right? And you always had, like yeah. I said, your player has is really excelled as a cornerback. Um, I think it's, I a, it's a position it's that fits, <laughs> well, it's a position that fits you, right? And I, and I think that you yeah. were highly regarded when you were coming in the draft in that position. And uh, mm-hmm. rumor... Right, this is all rumor, of course. Is that you know uh, when you were drafted, right? It was in fear yeah. that we were going to take you later in the rounds. Now I can't confirm nor deny the rumor, nor can I confirm or deny that you were going to Uh-oh. be considered at that pick, right? Yeah. But to be told you were one of the higher cornerbacks that we looked at and 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 respected, oh, yeah. and we had countless conversations back and forth. Now I'm happy you went to Denver because. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you really made it your home, and you yeah. really um, excelled over there. But you know, you were you were yeah. a sought after cornerback. It was yourself, Bob Funk, that was sought after, oh, yeah. uh, Cameron Shaw of Tulsa, that was sought mm-hmm. after, right? Um, so you know, it's definitely yeah. a, 
a bunch of, of, of cornerbacks that were really highly Dang. sought after. And I think you did a really good job, but you probably would have been a really good safety Thank too, uh, as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, like, um, much yeah. love to y'all too, man. <laughs> I love Portland, man. Yeah. You know, that game that y'all had is, man, I, I was sitting in the music studio with my friends. I'm like, oh, shit, we losing. Portland losing. We losing, man. And then Kramer got the field goal. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, it, it was a memorable know, game. Y'all, y'all good teams. Awesome, man. Yeah, and you know, again, right, like, it's it's that respect that we do because we come from the same coaching tree, right? We, You know, if you, if you don't yeah. know, Jacob used to be the coach at Denver last season, right? before he got his team. So mm. we do come from the Vega coaching tree. And so does Mel. Mel used to be the middle linebacker oh, yeah. for, the, for the, for the night wing. So we have that yeah. family connection, right? We are in, in oh, a yeah. sense family because we come from that coaching tree and we come from that coaching experience and that organization that you're, oh, yeah. you're at now. So if we do pay homage and respect to, to Denver because without them, we might not be in the position that we're at now and we were able to learn yeah. great things from the great organization that you're at, which you see that they definitely have some great things about them to go back into uh, a champ, you know, into the semifinals and potentially going into the finals itself. Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, it, yeah. that's how I look at SFL. It's a big family, man. Everybody, like, you know, even a little football drama here and all that bullshit, everybody, you know, everybody cool. Like, if you just keep cool, and make friends, and uh, it just go. It goes a lot smoother. And I think it's it's how you you take on making the experience right. Like uh, yeah. I always bring it back to this because Pickler, when I did his interview, um, he always talked about consuming this product, right? So then I started seeing yeah. NFL like a product, right? And as a product, oh, yeah. as a consumer, you see fit how you want to use the product, right? Like. It's meant oh, for your entertainment. You're paying for a subscription to be involved in the league. And how you want to enjoy it is how yeah. you want to enjoy it. There's some people out there who do it to, to, to escape their real lives. You got some people who do it for the positivity and the people that surround it. You have people who join the league just to meet people with the like minds. But you got some people who, yeah, got some drama, right? And, you know, they let off steam. That's life, man. On there. Right, and it's life. And you have okay. the right and the yeah. choice to, you know, like I, I used to get bothered in gen chat, right? Like I'm being honest, right? I'd be I'd look and somebody yeah. snapping somebody over here coming out of pocket. When I I get bothered, oh, I'm yeah. like, man, what what the heck? Like these people really out here tripping. But Fuck. with that being said, yeah. I, say, I realized that yeah. I can choose how I want to take this product. And um people like yeah. yourself, right? People who bring that funny <laughs> kind of once you start a meme yeah. It's like a train, right? I think uh, yeah. a couple people join you in that train of, yeah. of things. But uh, when you see it go yeah. that way, it is very entertaining uh, versus seeing, like, when you get in yeah. Gen Chat, people are popping off with each other, and you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to get out of Fuck Gen it, just Chat. Block them, <laughs> just block them, bro. Fuck it. Like, that's what I do. I don't got time for that shit. I pay $45 oh, now we know. a year. I don't got time. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what though that's the secret that you just gave right now you just block them right but oh, yeah. I, I think yeah. again um it's truth to the matter right like it, that's something i like to share with oh, fans yeah. and, and people who want to get involved with the league is you have your choice right and i feel like the league opens up a lot oh, yeah. of doors um for people that mm-hmm. we never thought was possible i never thought i'd have a podcast or a show right a live show 
uh, on Friday night. And and I didn't think I would be doing broadcasting and, you know, and whatnot. So I, I think, again, you're right, right? Like, block the people that, that are negative. Keep the people who are positive oh, yeah. around. And really enjoy the experience yeah. because it is a great gateway uh, to escape from a lot yeah. of times when it's done the way that you, you pay too much money to deal with their bullshit, man. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So let's right. get into kind of how we got to Statman, right? So you say you're very analytical oh. and everything like that. Does that come yeah. from that standpoint, or how did you get the nickname, or did you give yourself the nickname Statman? So. I like. I guess it started when I was playing for the SFLM, and I decided to do stats. Um, also, shout out to Art Vandalay because he did help me do stats in one game. But anyway, someone in oh yeah, my man Art like called my name, yeah. And I think someone in Gen Chat said the name Statman. I just like stick with it. And sometimes I like, I, I like doing stats for the games. And I hope that you know in the near future, the stat system is improved. Like calculating offensive stats. And doing your arithmetic can be hard for me sometimes. But you know what's one thing that's cool that I've learned? Mm-hmm. The NFL, they um they use like Amazon Web Services or AWS to calculate the stats of their players. And then when I learned that, I was like, oh. But you wow. know, the best I thing about know stats, yeah. And it's like, you know, the best thing about doing stats is like when you have a partner, it's just more fun. So I guess I'm just stat man because like, I look at everybody's fucking stats every game, and I know who 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 got strength, who got the number two strength, who got four in the nation. Yeah, I, I know all that, man. And you know what? Though? That's the competitiveness, though, right? Like, if you know who's oh, yeah. the best, and you know how to surpass the best, right? And oh, yeah. you know what to strive for to beat the best out of that people. And that, that might be inspired from Dion, right? Because Dion was was one of the oh, best yeah. cornerbacks out there, even though I'm a big yeah. Washington football fan and they're stinking it up right now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he always had to put respect on Dion's name uh, because of, of oh, the yeah. way that he played and the intensity. And he was a person who strived to be the best. And he knew he was the best. Yeah. So when he knew it, he even he swagged out even more. So it, oh, it, yeah. it's, the name, you know, the inspiration makes sense and Statman works in multiple ways. Now the question I do oh, yeah. have that that I wonder too, because I know Rasta Santagria isn't your real name, correct? Oh no, it ain't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name Rasta Santagria? Because I love the Santagria, right? And you know, <laughs> right. me being Hispanic, you know, Santagria is it, you hear yeah. it all the time, right? <laughs> but how did you yeah. come up with Rasta Santagria? All right, so this is going to be like a, a two-part answer. So I got Roska when I was in, like, high school, and I just met, like, this random dude from the train. And I was like, yo, dude, what's your name? And he was like, Roska. And, I'm, you know, I get off the train. I'm like, holy fuck, that's a cool name. And then Santa Grill came from, like, when I was in, like, I think the ninth grade, and we had to, like, figure out, like, our ancestors' uh, family tree. And, like, I realized I had some Italian in my family, and his name is Elmer Santa Guida. But since I'm in ninth grade and all that shit, I was like, oh, I'm going to spell it Santa Guida. I didn't know. So it, it was like, I, I misspelled it, but I was like, fuck it, man. Just keep it keep it going. Roscoe Santa Guida, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it, it rolls off, you know. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I will give you that, right? It's very, no, it's very recognizable. <laughs> 
Okay, you're right. Roska yeah. is a very recognizable name. But I, I do want to touch on the fact. Yeah. So you said you found out you were you had Italian in you. So how did you how did that come to be? And and, and I'll share you the reason why I'm so curious. But how did you find out that you had that part of Italian in you? I guess it was like from my mom's side out of my family and it was just like I guess we've learned that like you know her dad was Italian I was like all right it kind of makes sense you know I don't want nobody making a wise guy out of me it's like no but you know what I mean it's just like yeah um you know I I could see it you know I got Bahamian in my blood so it's like I'm a good mixture yeah and I'm gonna tell you the the reason why I I asked I've done the 23 in me right and that has kind yeah. of broken down my heritage in the sense of genetics, right? Like, or, or genealogy, yeah. right? Like, I, yeah. I found out, like, 10% African, which I was boosted on, right? Um, uh, I yeah. found out, uh, <laughs> I found out Black that I, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We all connect to the motherland. Uh, you know, I found oh, yeah. out um, I wasn't Italian, right? My dad always swore up and down that we're Italian. I am mostly Southern uh, broad European, like like that Mediterranean type oh, yeah. of stuff, which I found was cool. So maybe that's where my dad thought Italy, because oh, that yeah. is part of the Mediterranean in the bottom. But I'm not like Italian mm-hmm. Italian, but um, yeah. But then recently, right out of the sadness of me losing my grandmother, I actually found out a lot of mm-hmm. stuff about my mom's side. So my mom's side, we're yeah. kind of an enigma. I have hundreds of cousins, mm-hmm. right? I have no way yeah. in the world to know how these hundreds of cousins are even connected to me. And through <laughs> the sadness of having with my grandma, uh, I kind of find out that my youngest uncle, he's only a few years older than me. Like, we're literally like three or four years in difference, right? Yeah. But he's still my uncle. But yeah. you know, he's been working the last two to three years on a family tree. So oh, yeah. we we're trying to hang out to try to relax about losing you know he's losing his mom i'm losing my grandmother and the coincidence of me losing my grandmother 10 years before i lost my so 10 years earlier i lost my mom on the same date so you know it's kind of it was kind of a double header where i'm mourning a 10 year Mm -hmm. loss of my mother but now i'm mourning my grandmother's death but through it right like i I found out he had a family tree and then i ended up finding out Mm -hmm. how all my aunts were connected and then I found out my grandfather, yeah. right? Now, my grandfather, I have no idea. I never met him. Never met him. Never part of my family's life. But yeah. to get to know him, to get to see how everything was, man, like, finding out your history is so cool. And even though you may oh, not have those pieces that help you fully understand it, when you get a piece that helps you see where you come from, it's like night and day. And, mm-hmm. like, I started, you know, so when we went to the funeral and I see all my cousins and, and people I've never knew before, but I knew them because of the family tree, we were able to speak on it. And I have, it, you know, yeah. it was really crazy to see how my family's built. So I'm five, I'm five, mm-hmm. eight, right? Um, but yeah. I have family members that are six foot and I'm talking about six foot looking like Samoans. And I always wonder, I'm like, yo, oh, why are you so different? Like, I have cousins who are like five foot. <laughs> And I have cousins who are four, right. six two. So why is it that difference? Yeah. If we find out there's different trees inside of our family, that there's some trees, yeah. like there's a tree section where their grandfather was six two. So all the kids came out to be yeah. six two, big and built and like Samoans, right? And then we have <laughs> my my family tree, my my grandfather's family tree, which 
We aren't, but we're light skinned with, with light eyes. So I have hazel green eyes. My mother had the most beautiful mm-hmm. eyes, God rest her soul. Oh, my kids get it. But they had green, blue, and gray mm-hmm. eyes. So when the seasons Ooh. changed, bro, my mom's eyes would change. And it was so crazy, awesome. right? To know your heritage, yeah. to know that you're Italian, dude, build up even more on that. See where exactly that comes from, um, man. I, I would really, you being yeah. a stat man, that, 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 I feel like would appeal to you to say, man, let, let me see what else is out there. I know, I gotta get on top of that shit, man. <laughs> you right, I gotta get on top of that, man. <laughs> like, fuck. I know a yeah. little bit about that, man. I gotta get on that. You right, man. Because, like, that's what, that's what's like, you know, that's what, like, it's like healing at the same time, you know, you know your legacy and you do things like this to keep that legacy going. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's the thing when you can really see that because, you know, history can get lost, right? Like when oh, you yeah. have, kids, you know, when you have a family, that was my fear. And I told that to my wife, I said, man, yeah. like when our kids come up and say, Hey daddy, tell me about your grandfather. Well, on my dad's side, my mm-hmm. grandfather passed away. He was killed and my on my mom's side he wasn't even in our lives so i started sharing that with my uncle like how embarrassing is it when my kid says hey dude how is so-and-so related to you and i'm like i don't know dad how did you get you know how did grandma have super light eyes i don't know right so now man (laughs) start taking that away and now i can give information that that makes my family's legacy live on even though it's jacked up situations I found out my cousin's grandfather is actually my great-grandfather. Like, that's a jacked-up situation yeah. to me. I'm like, yo, this dude was out here bugging, sleeping with whoever he could. Uh, um, <laughs> but, it helped, but it helped me understand certain things. And, even, and, it show, and, it, and it made me have a newfound connection with some family members that I didn't... I, I felt connected to, but I even feel even more yeah. connected. We're, we're, we're in the tree together, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. not to... Not to go too far on that, but <laughs> but I did want to kind of share that with you because I thought it was really cool that you said you know oh, you found out you were Italian, and that's Hello? some great stuff. So, oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, how has it been being oh, yeah. part of a number one seed organization? Mm-hmm. Like, give me from the rookie standpoint, but also taking a step back and looking at the whole journey because you guys are eleven and one, right? Um, um, if I'm correct, is it eleven and one? Yeah. So eleven and one. Yeah, so like, and again, I was hoping it was going to be 10 and 2, but we're not going to talk about that, right? <laughs> but, but yes, you know, but going from that standpoint, like, give us that experience. Like, how has that been? What have you learned through being with a, a, a organization like Denver who's being so successful? And kind of walk us through, like, going from a rookie into a championship team. Like, how did that go about? Like, all right, all right, all cool. I ain't got a burp, but like, all right, I almost did. But all right, so like being in the number one seed on the team on the league feels great. You know, it makes my teammates happy and motivated each game. But like, I think what I've noticed, like that transition from SFLM to that team, it's like I've always wanted, I, I, you know, I was never the type that was like, you know, I'm a win, you know, defensive of this or be that. It was like, I'd rather be the good locker room leader so that I'm able to have a, good team for this season next season and the season after that and you know when you being in a number one you know a number one seed team I, I remember I told my friend I was like damn that's what that's what Denver and the Lakers got in common you know we the number one seed team but it's also because we built 
that locker room filled of like understanding and like everybody just being cool. It doesn't matter if you're the first seed or the 99th seed. You want to always have that good locker room chemistry. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing to share because, you know, you see different organizations through the league, right? Um, oh, yeah. And one common thing that I see with the really good teams is one, team chemistry. Um, yes, you yeah. want to have the best players on the field, but what also matters is yeah. the people that are involved with your organization. And um, oh, yeah. if, if they can really believe in the vision and say, hey, we're going to be the same team going into the next season, next season, next season, that feels really good. And, it, and, and predictability for okay. a lot of people is great. So to share that to what is the common, you know, uh, uh, common theme with, within that organization is really huge, man. Like, I think that's a good tidbit mm-hmm. for anybody listening, especially, you know, this season we may potentially have some expansion teams. Um, maybe they oh, might yeah. be listening to – to be able to accomplish that kind of camaraderie. Um, now, what do you enjoy most about the league? I know you talked about like you enjoy Gen Chat and everything, but what is the most thing, the most of everything that you really enjoy about this league? It's like, like I said, it's also like being able to be a part of a community. Like being able to say good morning and to have people say it back to me is way more like important than having a jillion followers on social media. And second, I like how it just brings out like more creative sides for me. Like I've made like meme videos about the SFL, you know, I'm more in the podcast and shit like that now. And it's like, you know, I, I just feel glad to be able to be a part of something that like, like you said, builds more onto that legacy that you have, you know, cause you got to think about it. Even like, even if I did have kids or something, they would be like, damn, what the granddad do? Granddad played yeah. football, made memes and shit like that. You know, you, you got a lot of good history, and that's what I like yeah. about it as well. Yeah, I think I think this league is, is something totally different, right? Like, we all rally oh, yeah. over over a simulation, right? And, oh, yeah. um, and, like, an example, like, today, right? Like, I'm over here broadcasting, talking about this game, and people are actually tuning in, listening to it. And um, yeah. that's so crazy to me, right? Like that we are all together in this. And, you know, mind you, shameless okay. plug, we, you and me are also involved in another team together. Um, you know, the uh, FSF, right? Knox uh, City, right? Um, uh, but, you know, again, like think about that connection, right? Like I know you from the SFLM, yeah. or the SFL rather, and now mm. we're in another situation together. And, you know, it's fun and exciting and, you know, again, it just—I oh, think yeah. that you're right. I just enjoyed getting to know the people behind it, right? Getting to oh, know yeah. yourself, getting to know every other yeah. person behind that I've interviewed before, and the people in the future that I'm going to interview, right? Like, it's fun getting to know yeah. you guys because you guys yeah. are such personalities. Nine times out of ten, on on Discord or, or or making an impact on the field, that when I get to take a second yeah. to get to know you guys, that at the end of the day has made this such a memorable thing and really inspired the show, right? Like inside the oh, league, yeah. it's not supposed to just be like, hey, giving you insight in the league, but it's giving you insight into yeah. the people in the league, giving you insight on facts or, you know, I'm going to tell you like when I was a rookie, bro, like I, I didn't have the best experience, uh-huh. right? There was no minor team. You, you basically came onto yeah. a team and on contract to see they were filling you out, but you were also filling out yeah. the situation. If you didn't have 
people around you who rally to be like, hey, I'm going to make this an awesome experience because I don't want you to go nowhere. It can be kind of frustrating and it can make you feel like I'm not really cut out for this. And you may potentially do somebody like imagine if I would have not went into the minors and I said, screw it, I'm out. I'm not going to be part of the SFL. There wouldn't be no inside the league. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be broadcasting. I wouldn't be able to share this experience with you oh, yeah. and others and, and, and really mm-hmm. make a name, not just for myself, but for the league in general. So yeah, I think it's really good stuff. Now, being in the league, what has been your best SFL memory so far? Um, let's see. I got to, I got to, I got to like go through the whole entire catalog, but, um, <laughs> My my best SFL memory was probably the Vice War games because it was the first SFL like pro game, and I, and I, I really liked the um, 80s team behind it. And then second Vice War game we had in the season, I was like, well fuck it, I'm gonna just make a vaporwave song to fit the theme. So you know, I, it, it makes more creative outlets, and I really liked you know shout out to Vegas too, they was good. I think Slim Shady also interviewed me when I was a rookie, so, you know, I, I you know, get out, you know, shouts to that organization as well. And you did something with Ashley Jackson, too, right? I, I, you gave a snippet. Yeah, of, shout out to Ashley, too. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm saying, you you really roll with a lot of people, and you, and, and like I said, you yeah. leave a, a lasting impression. And I think that's sometimes yeah. what, um, what makes it, you know, the toughest, right, is that, you know, yeah. it's, you can't you are able to relate with a lot of people, but but at the same time you yeah. got your own moves, your own everything. So, oh yeah, you know again it, it really does make that difference. And again, I think that's a really good memory you share with with us because I mean yeah, that's what spoke out the most to you is these vice wars, right? Like, but and that's cool. You yeah. walked into a legacy type of game, right? Las Vegas and Denver have always had that rivalry. And the oh, colors, yeah. right? Let's not even talk about yeah. how cool the colors are for those specific type of games, and it's different. Oh yeah. And I, I would love to see more of that in the league, right? That reminds me of my own favorite team, you know, the Washington football team in Dallas, right? Like yeah. that's a huge rivalry. I mean, to be honest with you, any oh, NFC yeah. team, we have a huge rivalry, but nothing beats mm-hmm. out Washington versus Dallas because that's an ongoing legacy for for yeah. such a long. time. And that's similar to what Vice Wars is, right? And do you know the yeah. the, the background around Vice Wars by any chance? Uh, see, I'm I'm one of those SFL rookies that should know this, but I don't. So <laughs> it's okay. Know, Look, man. whenever you do get it, share it with me because it's cool, right? Like yeah. it's just cool from the outside All looking right. in to have that type of rivalry. If you ever do shout me out a yeah. DM or come back on the show and be like, nothing, right. I got it. <laughs> I know the reason why. So but once upon a time, playing. right? Uh-huh. So once upon a time in Denver, uh, we had a casino and then we, um, you know, some players from Las Vegas was there and then we gambled all our money and then everybody got mad and then that's how Vice Wars was made. I was hoping that you were going to say uh, the owner and Jeremy were in the back room, right, in a in a in a oh, yeah. restaurant that shall be not be named, yeah. and they're back there, yeah. and then somebody thinks that they cheated the other, 
and then boom, yeah. both of them got a knife out on each other's neck, and it's like vice yeah, we was, boom, we was, you know? That is how it, that's that's exactly how it happened, man. We was just gambling, you know, shit. You know, you get one little fight. My mom got scared and said, "I'm moving to Denver," and I was like, "All right, bro." <laughs> You know what it kind of reminds me of? If you ever seen um, uh, what's it called, the uh, Rush Hour? You remember when Chris Tucker busted yeah. into his cousin's uh, uh, bar? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. little girl? What little girl are you talking about? The little girl, <laughs> you know. And uh, I feel like that would be the start of Vice Wars right there. You know, the same kind yeah. of thing, and you know that back oh, yeah. back room casino. You know, with the yeah. with the front in the front would be a great story for Vice Wars. Now, um, yeah. what have you learned? So let's let's get into kind of a, a um, experience type of a thing and kind of sharing with rookies, right? Like, what have you learned while being in the league? So your whole season of being with the league, what have you learned so far? Um, you know, for the rookies listening, <laughs> for everybody that's listening, I learned two things. The most obvious one was, like, learning how to use statistical analysis. Like, now it's like, you know, I can't look at the number five and be like, oh, it's just a number five. It's like, no, there's like five stories why there's that. Um, I've learned how to do podcasts really well. All it really takes is a good microphone, some vitamins, and the ability to just flow with others in a show-like fashion, you know? It's just like yeah. how we're able to flow. It's like I didn't expect I'd be like this, you know, charismatic or whatever. It just it just works, you know? You just say, fuck it, just go with the flow, and it works, yeah. man. Now, question: Are you are you giving me like insight? Is there about to be a Rosca Senegria podcast coming out soon? Um, that's gonna take too much time for me, man. I like making the new videos, like my SFL experience. Man, if I do a podcast, that means I gotta be on there. But you know, I, I'm the type that I I could go to your podcast, hang out. You know, I'll do that. And you know what inspired those? I, I think again, I do want to touch upon it because they're pretty funny, right? <laughs> um. What yeah. inspired you to start doing those type of memes and telling a story type of, of 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 meme, right? Because I think it's it's yeah. it's how you introduce it, right? And it's kind of yeah. fun and catchy. It reminds me of like somewhat like a Sesame Street, right? And yeah. then what like really inspired that to be? Um, let's see, a whole lot of weed. Uh, step two, um, a whole lot of video editing, and step three, just like watching a lot of South Park. I've always was like, well, if I'm gonna be in this league, I need to make fun. I need to make fun and have fun at the same time. And it just, all of it just worked out. And I was like, all right, man, you know, it, you know, it's like when people make podcasts and everything, you always find, you know, one person that inspires you to do it. And it, it you know, after a while, you just have fun and you just keep riding that train and keep making it, and making it pretty cool and it's like yeah. i like voice acting so that's kind of why i loved it too so i it helps me practice it oh really so you thinking about being a voice actor oh yeah that's good man look i i'm gonna tell you it's crazy how many voice actors are out there right but when you really get to know who's the person behind the voice it's like man you the person be you know that's been around my childhood for so long and i never knew who you were until i yeah. see you now you never realize how impactful yeah. voice actors can really be, especially, um, yeah. I can't remember his name at the moment, but the gentleman who plays Samurai Jack, um, uh, Future, oh, yeah. Futurama, um, him, right, his voice, he was part of the, he was the Green Lantern, right, the 
Um, God, I can't remember the name, right? But in the series, and I mean, when you got to know him, I was like, dude, I've seen you on TV. Like you were on Saturday Night uh, Saturday Night Live, and and all those kind of silly sketch yeah. stuff. But your voice has always carried around, and I didn't know it was so much into yeah. my childhood as, as much as anybody else's. And I think it's really cool if you decide to go to voice yeah. acting, man. Uh, let me know. I, I work on. I actually was working on a project outside of here, which was all called. Right. Uh, Princess Tatenda, uh, which is a story about an African princess. Um, my my oh. my boy, my brother is from Zimbabwe and Ethiopia, and uh, he created this wonderful mm. story around a princess who's oh. trying to save a, a forest around uh, uh, pollution. Right? Um, you know the world, yeah. the 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 trees and everything are trying to talk to her and, and help have her help them continue to have vegetation in the forest and everything else and you need she meets some yeah. and everything else but you know voice acting we mm. were looking for voice actors for a long time we did find some but we oh, have yeah. many projects in the right now in the back burner unfortunately because the covid really messed up oh, a lot yeah. of things but you yeah. know again if you are really interested i'm gonna I'm keep you in the loop and maybe we can get you to be one of our characters one time and um oh, like sure, i said man. the story like, is really great Podcast is like voice acting, you know, you got it. It's more of a free flowing form of it, but it's like, you know, you just, you let your voice go through the conversation. You know, I'm like listening to the relaxing music and shit. I'm like, you know, I'm just chilling and vibing. That's just how, you know, you let your voice, you know, it works for you. Yeah. And it's similar like Twitch, right? Like I watch Twitch players. Yeah. And it's not always so much for the gameplay as much as like this, right? Like yeah. there's music playing right now. You and me are talking. We're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And that's what appeals to me. Yeah. Just hearing somebody have a conversation, um, especially if you're like working. Oh, yeah. And it kind of helps yeah. you go through it. Um, yeah. But I think it's what's really appealing and what's appealed to me about Twitch. And I'm like, man, if I did it, it would be in a way to, for me to connect better. Similar like Access, right? Like Access uses Twitch. Oh, and yeah. it's a great way that oh, he's yeah. able to connect with everybody. And he even said it himself, shout out the last Dave. show that he had. Yeah, shout out to Dave, right? Um, and, you know, shout out to Ashley. <laughs> shout out, shout out shout to out you know Coach Craven as well. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of people doing content out there that I do want to show that homage and pay that respect. But you know, he uses oh, yeah, that yeah. and he he loves it because of the interaction piece around it. He can see how people reacting oh, to yeah. certain things or questions or 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 or, yeah. or whatever the may be and if anybody wants to join access live or access after dark um he's pretty quick yeah. to, to adapt in that moment and that's pretty cool right oh, so yeah. i think it's a great thing behind it now what shout is, out to kramer yeah. too also because he also does podcasts he on my team yeah yeah but kramer needs yeah, to come out kid. with content he he he's starting <laughs> he used to be the og out here putting out content <laughs> all of a sudden I don't see nothing coming out of there. So you gotta you gotta <laughs> kick Kramer a little bit and say, dude, look, you hey. the OG. You gotta come back out here and put out content. But uh, from my understanding, he is pretty busy. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty busy. So I completely respect it. But again, you know, you just want to. Yeah. This is so much fun that you want to have content outside yeah. of your games. You know, when you watch the games oh, yeah. and then boom, you just have to go to Discord. Yes, you get to enjoy it that way, but how cool would it be you driving to work mm. and you get to hear a podcast about the SFL or you get to hear an interview about somebody oh, yeah. or whatever the case may be, right? Like you're able to enjoy it outside of just the games that are being broadcasted. You're able to really oh, dig yeah. deep and, and enjoy it in any type of way. So that's why I really, you know, if you really do talk, oh, yeah. when you do talk to Kramer, right, 
It's all love. Yeah. I just want to have more people out there oh, yeah. doing it because he is the OG. He's the one that came out and yeah. you know had videos and had the podcast and everything else. And it really inspired a lot of oh, us yeah. to say, hey, we're going to do our own type of situation. But, you know, I would love to you see know. him come back with the Kramer Jackman show um, oh, yeah. to, to kind of so share. We got, we got a few episodes. We had us oh. talking, uh, I think, a few days ago, too. It was me, oh. Marlon, Adam Wiseman, and Kramer. Yeah, it, it was oh, a good okay. time, man. Like, we, you know, we, so we, we're gonna, we have all the fun, man. You dropping some tidbits tonight. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you have any advice for rookies or people wanting to join the uh, the league? Oh yeah, like um, also there. I had an SFL player, SFLM player by the name of Hubba K, ask me the same question. So shout out to him, and all y'all should just give him like y'all sh- y'all should put him on your draft boards. He's a nice dude. And one thing I told him was like, you know, get highlights of your player doing well. And also try to make friends with your rookie class within the SFL. Like, shout out to Fox Highwind, Gene Benazi, and Art Vandelay, Hugo, everybody. You know, get highlights, make friends with your class, and just have fun. Like, this league is, don't, you know, don't rush into, like, trying to, you know, get drafted. You know, it's a a slow process, but if you work with it and be cool, it just works out well for you, man. Yeah, I think think that's great advice to share. And I think just piggybacking off it, too, is just don't be scared to reach out to people, neither. Right? I, oh, yeah. I was intimidated oh, yeah. a lot, first, by Gen Chat and being like, yo, there's a lot of people in here. And, like, people are real quick yeah. to jump on somebody's neck out here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was a little scared. But you reach out to the people yeah. you feel is the most comfortable to reach out yeah. to. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to get help. Yeah. Right? Um, we have some wonderful yeah. ambassadors uh, in this league that definitely do help people out and and give people a platform and, you know, try to give the best advice possible um, to really make sure that this is a comfortable experience. And that's what I try to do. Like, I guess, like, when he talked to me, I was like, wait, why is he talking to me? I was like, man. But then after a while, I'm like, you know, as, you know, as you become a veteran in the league, you know, people are going to reach out to you. And I'm always like, you can reach out to me, but don't be on no crazy bullshit. (laughs) As long as you cool, you reach out to me. You know, I'll, I'll try to talk, you know, Say what's up, chop it up a little bit. And that's just yeah. what you got to do, man. Yeah, and I know you're very busy too, Roska. So, like, again, Always. I appreciate it. And I think people need to know that too. If you do, they do reach out to you, um, you know, again, give you time because you are a busy man, right? Like, we've tried, I think I've Roska tried to get you on the show. <laughs> yeah, I think I've, I've put, I've tried to get you on here a few times. And it was like, nothing, I can't, man. Yeah. Work is getting really crazy. Yeah. And it's not cool, man. Like, <laughs> Just keep me in the loop, right? And yeah. I think we did that for like four yeah. weeks until this yeah. last week, and then I had the bad news, and then we got you here now. So I think again, oh, yeah. great advice that you share with people, and if they do want to reach out to you, at least they got the disclaimer: don't come with no crazy shit. So <laughs> come with that bullshit. <laughs> so finally, Roska, the red carpet. I'm gonna roll it out for you, right? Um, you know, share whatever last thoughts are yours, right? Um, plug in your Discord channel if uh, you like, or whatever you like. The right. floor is yours. Go ahead, my man. All right, hold on. There we go. <laughs> so I'm playing Clash of Clans, and this is the same shit I did on Kramer Podcast. So uh, um, we got a we got a clan called Denver Nightwings, and you know we we let you know anybody could join in. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to get more people in there, man. Cause like, fuck, you need to have more clams for this, bro. Yeah. Very it's, rare it's, that you plug in, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it it Clash of the Clans is so popular. My uncle plays it like crazy. And uh, yeah, you gotta kind of yeah. have it on your heels because if you're not, you might get uh, raided on and <laughs> lose everything you got. Uh, so, uh, you do know, you play like yeah. uh, Among Us or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some people on our team was trying trying to play um, a bit of Among Us and have like a Denver game night. So we might have that. But I played it with some of y'all. I think I played it with Jacob Clear and D Washington. So shout out to them. You know. It was a fun game, but that shit get competitive, bro. People be going crazy in there. <laughs> yeah, it, they do. I think I enjoy it more if you have it on a Discord than if yeah. you do in the sense of, you know, like, like if I play on chat, I don't really like doing it on chat because people are so quick to take whatever they say in chat. Like, I was playing, right? Yeah. Yes, I was the imposter. I ain't gonna lie. But I ain't yeah. even do nothing. I ain't kill nobody. I ain't sabotage oh, yeah. nothing. I was literally just oh, trying yeah. to figure out, like, how do I want to play this round? And mind you, it was like the first meeting. And yeah. they're like, yo, oh, yeah. uh, Papa, Bear, Papa Bear is the imposter. I was like, yo, y'all bugging. Yeah. I haven't even done anything. Half of y'all have ran past me, and I haven't even killed you yet. Yeah. And then, like, you're not yeah. able to really share that and really question others yeah. quickly. Because, mind you, you sometimes only got a few seconds to vote, maybe about a minute or so. So yeah. by you trying to figure out who the imposter is, see what's happening... And then people again trying to BS you and be like, "Oh no, nah, yeah. I wasn't me. I was an electrical like, BS man." Like I you know, what I'm saying that man highlights from that game. Like you know, like I got two playing styles. If I'm not an imposter, I'm a spam emergency meeting every time. Man, emergency meeting. But one time I played imposter with my friends. I was like, "Oh, so this is like Metal Gear Solid." So I would just <laughs> take one out, boom, hot in the vent, not one out, boom. And it was like, "Oh, the imposter's one." I'm like, "Oh shit, we did it." And they're like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't play this game like that. So yeah. I think what should happen is the SFL had their own little Among Us game night because it's been popular. A lot of people in Gen Chat have been talking about that shit. You know, yeah. everybody could just, you know, play a game of that and just talk and chop it up like what we're doing now. Yeah. And if you, Ross, if you ever want to join me on the game, let me know. Uh, Big Papa oh, yeah. Bear right. will we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll love to Let's play go, with man. you, man. But again, man, if you want to plug in your Discord, you can. Um, You know, so folks, if they do want to reach out to you, they know who to plug, um, who to hit up. Uh, Y'all know where I'm at. I'm in Gen Chat. That's that's my plug. Y'all know where I'm at. So y'all got. Then everybody gonna be wanting to hit me up. Oh, stat man, how you do? No, no, no. Y'all y'all know where I'm at. That works, Roscoe. Well, again, thank you again for for coming through, bro. It's always a pleasure, you know, if you ever want to come through or if any other Denver Nightweeks want to come through, you let them know they hit my line and it's all love, all right? Oh, yeah. All right, bro. All love, man. All right, man. You have have a good night, all right? Thank you again. You too, man. All right. So, again, thank you to Roska uh, for jumping in and and blessing us. Now, I normally speak about, you know, Portland and we go into the shipyard but we're going to do a little bit different because remember it's the off season I'm going to save that portion a little bit later so all the fans of Portland if you're listening I know this is normally the part where we get into inside the inside the shipyard or what's the shipyard but I do want to get our next guest in here he is a very close friend of mine 
I know him personally, but I want to get Bernard Viv Smith plus five twenty five, aka seventeen forty five, aka Milton to stage. How's it going, brother? <laughs> What's going on, man? Good evening. Good evening, you right? Uh, you and me <laughs> were working earlier today, right? Kind of talking yep. about getting ready for tonight. Um, but, Already, you know, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, we kind of been talking about it. You know, you and Josh Gill, I know you guys personally. We work 40-plus hours a week together. Um, and I yep. want to give you guys a platform for being real close with me. You know, the great things about the players that you have, right? You guys are in the minors, potential uh, drafty candidates. Right and and definitely both yeah, are yeah. bring making a lot of noise in the league. So um, I definitely it's an honor to have you. Um, you know, I don't know if Mickey's gonna make an uh, uh, an appearance tonight. Uh, <laughs> it should be good. Uh, he might he might pop in. I don't know. <laughs> he might pop in, but you know it's all love, right? So um, yeah. you know, and, and it's it's gonna be funny because I'm gonna fight the urge to call you Milton. But it's all good. Hey. for the sake of this show, Bernard Smith is who they're going to get to know. And uh, and you know I suck with Roman numerals, so it's Bernard Smith the fourth. The fourth, yes, sir. Yeah, you're well, good. Look at that. All right, so uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about yourself, right? Um, let the folks know who's the person behind the player, um, and then we'll we'll kind of go from there. Got it. Got it. Um. I mean, honestly, I'll keep it short and sweet, to be honest. I'm 29, from New York originally, but now I'm out in Northern Virginia, um, residing in McLean as well. So I'm over here by um, by the Best Buy where we work at. I played football in college for a year. I did D3, wasn't anything crazy, but I played. So, like, definitely getting this experience right now is probably one of the, it's the most exhilarating things aside from actually being on the football field. Yeah. And... I'm going to tell you, right, like, first first up, big ups to New York, bloop, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> you and me, we always talk kind of about that, right? Like, the New York thing yeah. and then the playing gang thing. And, you know, honestly, like, the person that you are, it, you know, I've, I've, I've been working with you now. I think we're going on three or four years, right? I started in 2017, yeah. so 17, 18, 19, 20. So, yeah, we're on four years, right? But getting to know yeah. who you are, I've always told you, you are a very stand-up person. Well, when you were, and this is Best Buy talk, guys, I apologize, but when you were a, <laughs> a lead, I always told you that you had the potential to be way more. The way you carry yourself, the way that you are able to relate with employees and ask for more, I think that's the type of player that you bring to an organization, is you are a leader of your life. So the naturalness of being a leader would definitely show there, but I think, again, that, you know, that's what you bring to an organization is real live. Like, hey, I do it just like you. This is how I ask to do it. Um, and you'll bring up a locker room because you bring up your team, right? You took the, no offense, worst Best Buy mobile department to <laughs> now a, a department who is in the top, right? Who shows performance, who, and you always ask for more. And even though you don't yep. have the best piece world right you kind of have a make makeshift crew of scattered pieces 
you're still able to find a way to do so and still be a father, uh, a, a boyfriend, and everything else in between, bro. So I think me getting to know you and, and your potential organization that may get you needs to understand that they're not just getting a great player on the field, but they're also getting a real leader outside of it. Yeah, I, I try my best. I mean, when it comes into situations, whether it's at work or even in the locker room now, like, only thing you can do is ask for what you're doing. I'll never ask anybody to do anything that I'm not doing or I haven't done. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. If you keep that mentality towards everything, it makes it a lot easier. If you can make it real for them, everybody else understands. That's 100%. And how did your uh, Memphis game go before we get started? Because I told you I was calling Josh's uh, game. So um, we got rescheduled. We're going to be playing tomorrow at 3. The game actually froze on the second drive. So we they Birmingham went down. They scored their first touchdown. We came back the second drive. We got a touchdown on the board. Um, they had their first drive coming off of that comeback touchdown, and it froze on, like, the second play. So we were all watching the Annapolis game, which <laughs> we're listening to you. Oh, for real? <laughs> Yeah. Man, dang, yo, that's even worse because I didn't know how many people was on there. Now I know y'all was yeah, listening. Yeah, so, so. We, were, we were definitely, like, I heard, I listened to, well, I watched essentially the second quarter through, um, you know, because I was trying to see if our game was going to come back on or not. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, we weren't able to get that done tonight. So, well, you guys will have a game at three tomorrow, all eyes on Memphis and the fuel. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. All right. Well, hopefully I did good, man. I represented you very well. You know, it's, no, it's it a sounded, different. No, it sounded amazing. It sounded great. You, you and Tyler together. Tyler, Tyler's. Um, that's my strong safety too. So yeah, like, every time I hear him, safety. you know, every time I hear him on the mic, I love it. So you guys together, it was a perfect tangent. Yeah, man. Like Tyler's a real dude, and uh, you know, he was trying to make me feel as comfortable as possible because you know it's the first broadcast I ever did, and you know, and if, for it being your first one, I'll be honest with you, it didn't sound like it was your first one. <laughs> well, I appreciate you know, like, it. I, I honestly would say you'd have to you'd have to tell people that. <laughs> I mean, it is it, it's, it's true to the matter, and, and that's what I'm saying. People like yourself, you know, when y'all share stuff like this, it really means a lot because the podcast is what I love doing. You know, getting to know people, putting gotcha. people on a platform to, you know, share who they are, bro. That you know, at work, I'm like that, right? Like. I like mm-hmm. you guys to shine. Yeah, I like you guys to get your recognition. Never have you ever heard me be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing X, Y, Z. Nah, I'd be like, yo, go holler at Milton. Go holler at Joey. Go holler at, you know, my leaders. Go holler at this employee. They'll tell you what we're doing, right? Like, I never take exactly. shine because, you know, I'm not, I'm nothing without my people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's real recognizing, you know, as a leader, you, you're nothing without your, your people. If your people don't yep. rock with you, we don't believe in what you believe in. And at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. And, but when you're passionate about something, you can tell. And you know I'm passionate about doing this podcast, passionate about exactly. getting to know people. I'm with you on that. And I, I, I even took one of our phrases from the store, and I, I drop it in our locker room all the time. I oh, tell you them, dropped some gems? You know, one team, that one team, one dream. Mm-hmm. Every time I drop it in the locker room, they understand because it's, it's the same thing like you just said. Look, if everybody's on single vision, like tunnel vision for the same goal, then nothing should fall off track. Yeah, that's 100. That's 100. And you know, we've done some great things last year and we're doing some great things this year inside in real yep. life and also inside the league. So walk me through yep. your SFL story, right? I know the story and I know I'm involved <laughs> in the story. Um <laughs> But the, for the folks that don't know, though, again, walk us through 
the whole from being the starter free safety for the for the Memphis Riverrunners, you know, from not even hearing anything about this league to begin with. So walk us through the whole experience. Oh, yeah. All right. So just as you know, you said earlier, you actually were the person that put me onto the league. Now the first few times you showed me some of the game, I'll keep it a stack. I was like, ain't nobody doing that, bro. <laughs> Looking at it, I was like, ain't nobody doing that, bro. What is this? What is this you're showing me, right? And then it was towards the um it was towards the draft. And then um, you were like, tune in. I'm going to be picking a few of my people. You were telling me about, like, I think it was like Bernard Pat- Patterson that went on the first yeah. round or something like that. Yeah. And you were explaining that to me. And I watched the um, I watched the draft day number one, watching like the first group of like the first 10 picks. Yeah. And I thought I was watching ESPN for a few seconds. Like when y'all were making the calls and grabbing people, as soon as I saw that experience, I tell you not, look card was out give me my subscription sign me up i'm ready to go i was like this is this is so it's so real you know what i mean even though it's just a simulation but like just the 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 level of coordination and what everybody's doing as far as like the draft the teams the locker rooms we have the podcast like this is this is all that i've learned now but prior to me learning all of this just seeing that draft alone is what got me that locked me in yeah and it's that experience right and I, I, you're right. When I first showed you, like, wow, Nelson, you know, and I was just like, come on, like, for real, like, think about it, see what you think, <laughs> and yeah, it is right. Like, I even tell you that, like, the growth. So, season fourteen had a really good draft. Like, they were actually in mm-hmm. the studio. Um, they, you know, moved panels and everything like that. And there was a few players that were able to be involved, mm-hmm. but. This was a little bit different, not just so much because it was just during the time of COVID and everything else, but this was different because everybody was able to get involved. You know, yeah. Change the cameras and change to the things. And mind you, what I found was cool was while y'all watching that, I'm over here talking in the war room, trying to figure out our next moves and enjoying and you know enjoying the process too. So you know when a team chose somebody who. I wasn't expecting. Then it ends up being where I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm enjoying it with y'all, but the production yeah. value, what it was able to be out of it was awesome. And, and you know, it only simply now it's not consistent due to the fact everybody's internet speed. So internet speed made a difference for saw somebody on the air. Um, because yeah. again, you don't want to put up a crappy image if you don't got good internet. Right. So uh, shout out to anybody in the future. Get yourself good internet and you'll be on TV, right? But, you know, that honestly is what sold me too. And I was like, man, this is so awesome because you really get to experience it with everybody. And you're right. It's 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 very professional. Um, professional. And, and when you, you were showing me, like when, when you were coming up with the uh, – when you had first brought, like, you had, you were, you were, like, giving me more information than you really thought when you were showing me, like, look, this is what we're doing. I got all these people on the list. This is where we're planning on drafting. Like, it's our first season, this, that, and the third. Like, you were, as you continued to, because it, it took you, I'm not going to lie, it took you, like, a smooth three to four weeks before, yeah. <laughs> before we got to that draft. Break. And it you were telling break. me, you know, you would just drop a few gems and walk off, you know, just let it rock. And you come back and be like, look, this is what we're doing this week. And as I saw, like, how serious it was, how... In 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 
um, into it you were, that actually intrigued me as well. Because I'm like, yo, what is he doing on this app? Like, Discord, what am I downloading that for? Come on now. But now I can see, I'm like, yo, everybody needs to be in this. I'm yeah. just telling, like, family members, I'm like, yo, next season you need to be in the SFLM. You need to make it happen. <laughs> If you don't think it's real, I'm going to show you my game this week. Like, it's real. Like, they, they got announcers calling these games. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that was another thing that got me when I saw the, I started watching some of the games prior to me signing up. When yeah. I heard the announcers calling out the players' names, that was it. I was like, all right, yeah, this is, this is official. This is, this is really cool. Yeah, and I think, again, you know, when you can get that aspect and show yeah. that, that piece. Like, today, you know, I try to drop some gems of of Josh Gill, right? Because um, he's the yeah, only yeah. Annapolis player that sent me any information. So if anybody's listening yeah, to Annapolis, send me the information and I can share that with you. The Rus- the St. Salt Lake uh, <laughs> wrestlers, I mean, most of their players sent me something in during the thing. But, you know, yeah, like if you're really passionate about it and you want people to have fun and own it, right, as a brand, then yeah, you gotta, you gotta kind of have that investment. And you're right. Doing having hear hearing real podcast uh, real broadcasters right uh seeing the production value knowing that real people are behind it it it, it does make it more immersive and it and it was a lot of it's a lot of fun to watch and you know right now we're going into the the semifinals for the for the majors but then you see the great things that are happening with the minors right and I, i think the minors is such a good idea because you're involved with people who have been in the league right who have been able to you know make a way and now they're showing new people how to make their own way so it's a lot of fun when you see what it takes to put what you see on the screen and yes sometimes it can happen right like it freezing unfortunately is the reality of technology right you and me know it best Uh, technology doesn't always work the best especially when we're trying to connect music to a sound bar or receiver um (laughs) but you know it's again something you understand but it shows work it's really put into it and if you ever look into the broadcasting or doing stats it's even cooler because you're behind the curtain now so you see the program we use you see cam working with us to try to get us all aligned ready for our broadcast you see trying to work with the broadcasters to help it be a more immersive experience and give us everything in total and then you see the chat Right, and you see the chat interactions and how that's going. So it's a it's a full experience that you're like, man, like it's so crazy that this is all on a game that's from 2008 <laughs> that we're all rallying yeah. around. Um, that is pretty cool, right? And I think Cam spoke about it best. He was like, man, I've done so much with a twenty dollar game, <laughs> like for real. And um, honestly, like it's 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 crazy. Like I'm I'm already plotting on like before the the year is up, I want to get a 360 in the game, so that way I can start. Um, I want to start scouting and then eventually coach at some point. So, um, but I want to start scouting though. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. It's it gives you so many opportunities to really enjoy this game. That honestly, whatever you can get yourself involved in, you you're gonna have a good time doing it anyways. So. Before we get into, you know, what made you choose free safety and all that other stuff, um, what's uh-huh. a fun fact you want to share with everybody that they may not know, even myself? Maybe I don't know this information, right? But what's a fun fact you want to share with everybody? 
Um, not to, you know, bite off of our previous guests, but I'm the same situation. Like I, I my free time, honestly, if I'm not on discord and I'm not in the SFL, um, you know, like locker room or in the general, I'm making beats. Um, that's, that's like where I find my enjoyment. That's like when I slow down and I can get time to myself, I find my peace there. And I sit down in front of my laptop, put the headphones on and I start making music. And and that's the that's the part that I'm gonna tell you, man. Music really sets the mood. You and me are our store's DJ, right? Um, yeah. We play off of each other, right? Like I'll be like, Yo, Milton, it, you know, do you want to play music today? Or you want me to play music today? You're like, Nah, you got to go ahead because I gotta have my phone on me, or you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. We do better, you and I as sales floor leaders. We do better because of the music, right? Yeah, and I have it. You know, you've gotten songs off of my playlist, and I've gotten songs off of your playlist, and yep. it's been kind of an interactive experience. But when you really have music that really engages you and has fun, we don't feel like the time's going by as slow, right? Like, I yep. get to hear music, the sales force pumped up, we're pumped up, and it ends up being a really cool experience versus, you know, I always say it all the time, where's the music at? It sounds like a library in here, right? And mm-hmm. uh, music is something that honestly... It, it it is. It's a great meditation type of situation. It's therapy a lot of times, right? Like a fun fact that a lot, a lot of people didn't know is I rapped for a long time. Um, I rapped in front of twenty thousand people at one time, right? And that's that was my therapy. therapy. That was how I got to express myself. And I don't do it no more, right? Like I, I realized that rapping wasn't the way I wanted to go because of the lifestyle you have to maintain. The Stigma, you have to like. I started getting older. I'm like, dog, I'm not trying to look behind my back every day, right? Like, I'm, I'm really trying. Yeah, and then you being on the road, and you know that's difficult having kids and like I'm out on the road. And you know when you're on the road, things also happen while you're on the road. So it just it's not an environment that I want to be involved. And then I started seeing the evolution of music, right? Like it wasn't about the music; it was about the clout. Right, it was about yep. oh, can I make this person look silly, or can I call this person out so I get the recognition, right? And yep. at the time, it was a lot of, you know, when I was kind of transitioning, was a lot of chain snatching, and people would be like, "You can't come in my city, right? You come in my city, you got to mm-hmm. pay a pack." Now, yeah, yeah. That, that's a very dangerous <laughs> game because, you know, now you got to protect yourself. Now you have to mm-hmm. play the part. And you always got to be on edge. And I was like, man, do I really want to live my life like that? When I live my life like that as a teenager? Do I really want to continue okay. living that life and continue being watching behind my back? Or is somebody going to try to pull a stunt on me to pull to 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 get clout for their name? And I started realizing the internet was playing too much into that, yep. right. It was nine, right? Like six nine plays the internet like a fiddle, right? Um, Yo, he's, he's, he's mastered the art. <laughs> yeah, he mastered the art. But I saw that happening before with the chain snatching. You know, Soldier Boy getting called out in the neighborhood, and he'd be like, "Who said Soldier come to the hood?" And then, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> and I started realizing that's how the industry was going, and I didn't want no part of it. I was like, I don't want to. Like before, rappers were living their lives and doing whatever, and they were really being appreciated for the music. Now it's yep. You know, how's your social media looking? How's your following? Are you exactly? It's always you know, there's cameras. There's always cameras around. You got to be in front of the camera to make it relevant at all times. Exactly, and I just, 
I didn't want to take part of that anymore, knowing that, you know, that's how it has to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, again, love that music is your therapy. I I knew you were making beats. I just didn't know how much you were making beats. Um, exactly. But I'm really glad to know that I, that. I haven't made, I haven't dropped any on the playlist just yet. They're not there yet. <laughs> well, eventually, <laughs> I'm pretty soon, sure I'll hear on the playlist. I'll I'll like, oh, did you? Though. I'll be like, that's you? <laughs> oh, hey, oh, yo, yo, y'all hear about the beats right now, you know? But, yeah, yeah. Um, soon, soon. you know, it's, it's, it's going to be all love when you do. So let's now start getting into the player side, right? So what made Definitely. you choose to safety? Like, what what made you automatically appeal to going to that position? So to be honest, I was tossing between running back or free safety, right? When I was mm-hmm. in school, I played running back. When I was in when 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 I was in college, I played running back. Now, when I was in middle school, I played free safety at first, right? And it was my first game I got to play free safety. And then um, our running back got hurt, and they asked me to do the kick return, and I ran it back like five yards, I think. And then they put me at running back, and I never played defense again. So, like, I played running back throughout my whole high school career and then all the way into that one year that I played for college. So, like, it was my opportunity to play defense again. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for this league. And then um, I kind of saw, like, it was very – when I started watching the league and looking at the rosters on the website and things like that, like, it was very offensive-minded. You didn't really see much. Like, when you're reading the descriptions and you're reading, like, the, the, the shout-outs and the different things, the different stories that are on the website, you really hear about the offensive performers, and you might hear about a pick or something like that every once in a blue moon, but the defensive players were not really, like, the, the main focal points of anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a safety, and I'm going to try to make him. If not Brian Dawkins, he will be better. Yeah. And I, and I think your player is starting to show that, right? I know – First game you played, you know, you had a lot of bat downs, right? And I know yeah. that frustration, like, yo, why can't I convert these to interceptions? Yeah, but, I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, yo, you catch one of these balls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, that's, like, that's the fun part about progression. Right? That's the fun yeah, part exactly. about trying to make your player better. But like I told you, hey, that still matters, right? Because you, you stop the play from happening. You stop the play from progressing. And, um, yeah. you know, having a strong safety kind of makes it easier, right? Because if you have a strong line and a strong safety, you even if you don't have the strongest cornerbacks, they all work with each other. And, yep. uh, you know, you need all of them to play the piece, right? You really have a strong safety side. You don't have to worry about deep plays happening as much. You can really focus on mm-hmm. either playing with your, with your cornerbacks and have your backers cover any kind of gap. So there isn't much options to begin with, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, it's funny, too, because your your defense and Gil is, is offense. You guys always like to talk smack to each other at work. So <laughs> I think yep. it, 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 it's funny what you chose, but it makes sense because you see that. It's only the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Now, did when you did create your player, you modeled it after Brian Dawkins, or was, there, did, was it a mashup of different things? Honestly, I did model it. Like right, right next to his his frame. So Brian Dawkins, six uh, six foot two ten. Mm-hmm. I made my player six one two fifteen. So a little bit taller, a little bit bigger, slightly, not that far off though. I mean, I I gave you some advice 
but we're not gonna go there, right? Like, cool to know that that's that's who you inspire to be because he is. He, he Brian Dawkins is is in the league, you know, with some other really strong safety. So if you put yourself in that position, to say, hey, this is who I want to be. That makes sense. I'm a big Washington fan, like you are a big Giants fan. And, um, and I always tell you, like, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor is my favorite safety. Favorite player of all time. And there's a couple reasons why, right? It's it's one, because he was such an impactful player, right? That man was nasty. Yep. But it was also yes. because when I started really getting into football, when I actually started caring about football instead of the logos, but actually about the football team, I watched you. that was the first draft. <laughs> That was my first draft I watched. That the same the draft that they picked up Sean Taylor is the same draft oh, wow. that I, I started watching football trying to get involved. So when Sean Taylor okay. got picked up, I remember the drama. Why would Washington pick up a safety so high? That doesn't make any sense. Like dog, they were literally like they had, they had so no idea. Stupid. They weren't ready. Had no idea. This rookie comes out and is flying and smacking yep. people, right? And hey, Washington knew. <laughs> they knew. Washington knew, right? And, you know, Clinton yeah. Portis will always try to say that he's the reason why uh, Sean Taylor was picked so high because apparently they were looking at Kevin Winslow Jr. Thank God we didn't do that because, you know, my man's out here, you know, running the streets. But, yeah. it, you know, <laughs> it, it again show like how impactful he was man and leaving an everlasting impression only a few seasons into the league and the season that he passed away my man was already making monuments he had the most uh uh, uh, interceptions and he had the most interceptions for tds so it was just and he was doing so well taken so early but brian dawkins is one who's done it for such a long time has been such a reliability for the eagles um even though I'm surprised you chose somebody from the Eagles. We're all NFC East people. But anyways, uh, was still a really good player. Now, did you consider any other positions when you were ma- when you were thinking about it, right? Like, you played running back and stuff like that. Like, was that a consideration? Or was there any other type of position? So, at that time? I did – I definitely considered running back um, as well. Um, the main reason why is when I saw the availability of how many running backs there were, there were only like two more spots left. And I didn't want to run into the position of not being able to perform, um, not to be selfish or anything, but I wanted to be on the field. So I was like, let's let the free safeties. There's not that many free safeties. I should definitely be able to start somewhere so that way I can show my skill off rip. Yeah. And, and again, right, I would just ask questions, I think, for people who are coming into this league, like my advice, and I told you that, choose the position you really want to play. All right, don't come in here and say, well, I'm okay with playing da-da-da if you weren't really okay with playing da-da-da, right? Oh, yeah. um, I've seen too many of those stories where people were like, yeah, I'm okay, I just went to the league. That's cool if you're really wanting to do that. But if you're not, no. then I'd rather say, hey, look, I'll just wait. Like somebody like Kevin Say who plays for – um, Ottawa, he's one mm-hmm. of the great examples that say, hey, I really want to be a running back. So I appreciate you guys looking out for me to do other things, but running back is what I really want to do. So shout out to Moose, you know. Um, but yeah. that's what I tell people all the time is really, if there wasn't much you were considering, stick with the position that you do want to play. And if it doesn't pan yeah. out at that point in time for you to say, hey, I'm going to 
you know, uh, at the time stick out to it. Trust me, eventually it will because, you know, teams sometimes have to fill gaps, people move on. Whatever the situation is, you will eventually get the opportunity in the position that you want. So if it means that much to you, stick it out for a little bit because it's not bad being in the minors again, right? Um, You get a full experience. You get that veteranship inside that locker room, and it just gives you an opportunity. So when you do come out, you're coming out flying. Definitely. I know... I know as far as the free safety, I'm perfectly fine with – I love the position, so I don't have any issues with it. I've I've considered, um, like, strong safety as well. Essentially, like, secondary, I'm okay with. But I definitely would say for anybody else that's coming into the league, like, you don't want to just pick, just pick whatever's available because you won't enjoy it if you're not really into watching that position play. Like, I'll be honest with you, like, watching – some you have to be interested in football to sit there and watch a defensive player play all game. It, it's not it's not the most fun to watch unless you love defense. You know what I mean? Like for for me, I I just sit there and watch batted passes or dropped interceptions and things like that. Like it's not the most exciting thing. But then you'll get those one offs where somebody runs up to that first down line and you lay them out. You know, like that's what I love to see. <laughs> like you lay the lay the hit stick down. I think um, I, I definitely would yeah. stay on any any. I'm definitely um, as long as I'm in the secondary, I'll be happy. Yeah, and like I said, right, like defensive plays when you smack somebody is always more impactful than a touchdown, right? But yeah, again, you know, I always talk about a strong, really strong safety and a safety core that can handle that 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 those big plays makes a world of difference. And honestly, like I said, those those smack plays. Are, <laughs> I mean, you should watch highlight reels, and they always are the ones that are on there. So, um, yeah. you know, so what So what has been the experience so far in the SFLM? Like, how has that experience been for you? Um, it's been, it's been great. I mean, when we started, um, when I first got drafted to Memphis, and we started up the locker room, we had like four people in the locker room for maybe three to four weeks. So it was like we were all just trying to communicate with each other, try to big each other up as as we go through the waiting period, you know, and then as you get closer to the season, you get the opportunity of watching the SFL, you know, watching their game, seeing how they're going to, um, how their season portrays, you know, who's going to the playoffs, what team could you potentially play for next year? You know, that's when it starts to get really interesting because now you can start looking, all right, what teams don't have strong free safety? Whose spot can I take? <laughs> you know, looking at it like that, I think those are some of the some of the most exciting things because it's it's. That, I mean, that's what it is. It, it's football, of course. With the SFL, uh, more things play a part of, you know, um, your draft stock. It's not just how you perform on the field. You know, you want to be able to communicate. You can't be just on the team and just you know you know just coming out and playing and then maybe dropping one or two comments in the in the, the chat. Like you gotta actually contribute. You know, so. I, I don't have any problem with speaking. I love speaking to everybody. And in the SFLM, everybody has been amazing. Even in the SFL, like, if I have any questions, I'll reach out. And there's never been any kind of pushback or negative statements, you know, saying, like, yo, you're asking too many questions or this, that, and the third. It's, 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 um, it's like a big family, you know. So that's probably, like, the coolest thing about it is after the fact, once you're on a team, regardless of what team you're on, everybody's still – it's still one big team, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's – that wanted to sleep be successful. Um, 
you know, not everybody agrees with everything that's happening, rules or situations or whatever the case may be, but everybody still in some way, shape or form comes together for the league. And I'm, I'm happy to see a lot more people coming together and saying, hey, let's make this experience a lot better for rookies. Because again, if you look at it in the aspect of a business, if you don't enjoy something, you're never going to do it. Like if you had a really bad experience, I know you'd be like, yeah, Nelson, this ain't for me. Right? Like <laughs> I'm not spending money, you know, out here to be part of this league and I'm not really enjoying the experience. Yeah. But when you say things like that, like, hey, man, I'm able to speak to people and all that. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, you never really ask me questions. I'm a little salty, but I'm glad you're able to find. Um, other people that answer those questions, right? Because again, well, I want you to be out there and 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 represent yourself and let other teams know who you are. Because I know the amazing person you are, you are in and outside of the league, but other people don't, right? And I told you that that was my advice to you: is like, hey, um, go out there and talk to people, start getting yourself out mm-hmm. there, start trying to make a name for yourself because your goal is to get that- drafted. That information right there is what, that's all I needed. That was all the guidance you needed to give me. Once you gave me that, I hit the ground running. <laughs> Once I got on the Discord, I just, I found all the inform- other information I needed. <laughs> next time we spoke, I was like, so, like, what you looking at next draft, man? <laughs> you already know. So, yeah, but you I know that-, that phase. Like, you gave me, you gave me all the advice I needed. Like, all, honestly, you kind of lined everything up. You slowly but surely were showing me, like, what you were doing before the draft. You were like, yo, day one of the draft. And then after that, like I said, I was locked in. You gave me all the guidance I needed just to get in. Once I got my foot in the door, that was it. Yeah, there was no stopping you, you know. And I think it's fun, too, to share that with you. Uh, you guys share it with some other folks in our store, and, you know, they'll start asking me, like, you know, um, hey, like, how'd you guys do this season or what's your plans for next season, whatever the case may be. And I think it's yeah. fun to share that with people because, it's something that we all enjoy. When you enjoy something, you talk about it even more. So um, definitely, I think that's a, that's a lot of fun there. So what do you enjoy most about the SFLM? Honestly, I mean the the games are the most intense. I love I love um, because you you don't have any control over it. The coaches put in you know the game plans, um, and then when it comes to game night, like. AI is doing everything. So it really, just the excitement. It's like. I remember my first game when we played Tacoma. I didn't sit down the whole game. I'm, I'm by myself in the, in the living room, got the couch and everything, 65 inch. I'm right there. I was standing up in front of the TV, like two feet away from the TV, <laughs> standing up, screaming. <laughs> like I was really in there. So it's like the excitement from it. It's it's it just feels so real, honestly. Like today, you you had told me before you got out, yo, tonight I'm gonna give you a call around like 10, call in around 10 to do the uh, podcast. Like, I was over here trying to rush home so that way I can make sure I see my game. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, man, we got a game. I'm like, if I'm late, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be there. I'm going to get in trouble or something. Like, that's how, like, it feels like we are really on these teams. Like, we're really going to play. So, like, just the the whole league as a whole, it's amazing. There's really not many words to it. Once you're in it, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and and that experience just – sticks with you and then you want to make sure everybody else feels that same experience right exactly. and um that's kind of where when i when i got into annapolis i was like yo this is this is so clean like man everything i felt more involved and then i got you know i've always i've known jacob and mel 
who are part of the Portland fleet, right? I've known them before. Like Jacob was always just a great um, resource to go to. And then Mel, me and him were coming into this together. So we were able to okay. be rookies together, right? Like when he got great information, he always share it. And then when I got information, I would share it back and we would, you know, sit, go back and forth. And But that's what made the experience so great. And then meeting other people, right? Like before you, you know, I had Rosca on there. And um, yep. so, you know, it was cool. Oh, yeah. Shout, to out, shout out to the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I heard right? that earlier, too. <laughs> well, I, I told you I was a Dudley Boys, right? But it's because, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit heavy, heavy set. That they always compare me. So when I was younger, they always wanted to compare me to Taz. So they're like, oh, man, you like a little oh, Taz. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Taz don't really do much except submissions, right? Uh, submissions and suplexes and stuff like that. But he wasn't a high mm-hmm. flyer. But the Dudley boys were heavy set dudes that were still doing some high flying stuff. They weren't as high flying oh, yeah, as they were, the they party were boys. Get me the tables. I used to love that. What? <laughs> Yeah, you know, the 3D and everything. Like, I did 3Ds on everybody, yep. bro. I was like, yo, 3D, boom, pick them up and just, you know, <laughs> it, it, was just, it, it was just a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it's cool to see how much wrestling has really made an impact in a lot of people's lives. Um, mm-hmm. So I saw uh, something online the other day. It said the Hardy Boys were still wrestling, bro. It blew my mind. I was like, I'm pretty sure they're like 50 or something, still flipping off the top buckle. I you know they bugging, <laughs> but that's really cool that they're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. How much wrestling has made an impact, and it, you know, there's some people in this league who have personas based on wrestlers, right? Not so much that wrestlers, um, like they're trying to impersonate wrestlers. It's just like they understand yeah. how wrestlers. There's you know Kane, and then there's the per- the person who plays Kane, or there's the Undertaker, and there's the person who actually is. You know the person the behind the character, yeah. and um, yeah. So you know some people in this league do that, right? And I think understanding that that's how some people come off, like this persona or this way, it helps you understand how they want to do it. And it can turn some people off if they think this is how these people really are. But if you don't take the time to get to know people, um, you'll you'll miss that aspect of it. So it's 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 really cool what you get to enjoy in this league now. Where do you where do you see the future of the league going? Um, SFL as a whole. Yeah, SFL as a whole. With the with the with the traction that they have now, like I, I only see it getting better. Like I'm I'm hoping we see um you know within a couple of years maybe they could update from the the two K eight to like one of the the newer um, versions of the game. I think it was like 13 or 14 or something like that was the last one they made. I don't remember what year it was. I saw one that was newer than that. But, like, just if if the newer game had still had online service or something like that, being able to upgrade for us to get, like, better graphics or something like that. Um, you know, outside of that, honestly, there's going to be a lot more. I want to see more video content as opposed to, like, the podcast and things of that nature. Um huh. So I, I, I've been thinking about it. I'm not good with it, but I have some good ideas, um, you know, but being able to see, see, um, you know, like I, I would love to see like at the end of the week, we'll see like the biggest hits. Like I was speaking to, I think his name is Mickey DePinto. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were which talking. Was one of like, your first, couple which of was one of your first interview, right? Yep, exactly. 
and we were we were speaking about you know creating some sort of like the hardest hits you know for the week or something like that. So I'd love to see some more video content as opposed to just like podcasts where we're just speaking um, because everybody everybody's um you know filling in information. But sometimes like people want to I know with me there were times that I would love to go and just look at like highlights from a game as opposed to watching the whole game. Hmm, yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. they make highlights, sometimes they don't. But, like, again, just seeing, like, a little bit more video content would be really cool. But the league itself, like, I think it's it's moving on its own, and it's only going to get bigger. Um, I remember the first time I put on, like, uh, I have a Samsung in the bedroom, and I was just flipping through the channels, and I didn't know For the Fans was a channel on the Samsung TV. And yeah. uh, they had one of the games playing, and I was like, whoa, like, this is this is on any Samsung. As long as you have the internet, you can watch For the Fans at any point in time, so you can watch your games right there on the TV. So it's like, it's on national TV. Like, this is not just something that's on your website that you stumbled upon. Like, this is real. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to let people know, like, this is, this is real. <laughs> and how many people, right, like, if you see, ask people how they found the league, right? Yours is a different story just like mine. We heard it by like hearsay right like passing it down like a friend of yours told you and and like you know mel's my friend so mel told me and i'm your friend so i told you and josh gills your your, i mean josh gills cool with me too but josh gills your friend too you told him you know you guys were at a barbecue and kind of showing all this stuff and was like yo this is is pretty legit and and it's such a different story but if you hear everybody else's they'll be like yo i was like late at night we're here channel surfing and I see this game, and I'm like, what mm-hmm. is this? And then I start getting into it, and I, and I hear them say, hey, you want to join the league? You know, X, Y, Z, join the Discord, or join, mm-hmm. uh, visit the website. And, you know, it, it's crazy to see that that's legit. It's kind of like, I see the same way too, right? Like, I want, so I create the podcast because you know my situation, right? Like, my laptop ain't, <laughs> ain't, ain't the high end no more, right? Like, so <laughs> I had gotten... You remember I bought the DSLR, you know that expensive DSLR. I, mm-hmm. I got the cam, the cam link, right? And then I'm thinking I'm set, right? Because I want to make this. I wanted to make this into like a press conference type of situation, and you know a a video type of situation. So you know people can have different ways of of digesting the content. But then my yeah. computer was like, no, bro, you can have a 3.0 USB and all this other stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, dang. You know, it is what it is, but I, I see that being the next part, right, um, mm-hmm. is how do we make this content still be relevant after the game? If you were a, a fan yeah. of it, you watched it, but you don't get involved, just like we watching the NFL, you go to NFL Network, ESPN, your local news, yep. everybody's talking about that sport, right? Yep. And there's a point where we have to start getting the SFL into that same peace conversation the same breath yeah right and it's gonna take and and that's the cool thing is that people um will will, will go ahead and and um and and, and really do that i don't ever want to anybody shine so i'm not dropping people um that you may know that is working on getting highlights so There's people out there who are working on it, and that's the fun part is that you're able to take something other SFL that Cam has kind of presented to everybody and say, hey, do your thing, right? As long as you're not yeah. out here bad mouthing, putting the league in a in a bad light, nine times out of ten yeah. you're gonna get that support. And um, you know, uh, uh, 
it's it's again the cool part. So if people are hearing it and saying, um, hey, look, like this is what I want to do, do it. Um, and, it's, and it's all over the place. You know, you have everybody's got Twitters. They have the Twitches. They have your Twitch profiles. You got your Twitter feed. You got the SFL itself. The website is so intuitive as well. So, like, you got so much information on the website. Being able to go on the website, like, this is, these are some of the the things that made it much easier for me to actually get the subscription is like, you show me the league, you show me the draft. All right, cool. Like that's, that's amazing. Then you go to the website and you can, you can break down every season and all the players. You can look at the stats and what they've done. Like the fact that it's to that extent, like I don't see this going, it's, it's going forward and it's not stopping or it's not going anywhere backwards. Like I see this only getting bigger and bigger as the future comes. Yeah. And, and that's the cool part, right? But like I said, the people make it happen too. So, you yeah. know, during this, maybe somebody's listening and saying, "Man, that's a cool idea. I can do it." And, you know, to have that power or to have that ability to share the way that you enjoy this league in another way, man. Like, you're right. It's just the next step to the evolution, right? How to get highlights or highlights of the game, um, or starting to get it to like. Having, you know, SFL having its own network, right? Where it's like, hey, yeah, you know, tune into this network and you can start watching the SFL and you start seeing upcoming games and real analysis and all like a sport in there, right? These are potential ideas that can happen, but it it really takes, like I tell you guys at work, right? If you have a great idea, share it because I can't think of it all. And Ken says the same thing. I can't think of this all, right? Like I came up with a concept and I found a way of doing it, but each time there's a person who has brought a um, has brought a, a new piece to the puzzle, right? Like there was yep. a person who brought in progressions. Progressions wasn't even a thing, right? There was a person who came in and said, hey, let's get real people to play, not just somebody trying to be the owner, but these aren't real players, right? Like each Yarkin. person contributed oh, okay. to something, right? Um, you know, in the history of the SFL, and I think that's yeah, the, the part that, like, the evolution is crazy. Like, just yeah. like, cause I, I did a lot of research prior to me, you know, <laughs> like do, doing my subscription. I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna do my research before I put some money down. I tell you that. <laughs> so, seeing <laughs> no, the evolution was, was what got me as well. Like, just from what it came from to what it is now, it's amazing. Yeah, these, they, this was started off of a forum. Start off to a yeah. forum, that blows going into email chains and stuff like that, like the evolution and then coming into Discord and now connecting everybody. I mean, it's crazy, right? And, yep. you know, I sat with Cam before and just went through the history. And mind you, I still have a project to do. I just need to find some people to help me because it's so big of, of a history that honestly, it's going to take a couple shows a couple of things and, and, and with the show being so long now, having people be able to talk in it, I don't really see it being a Friday night show. I either see it being mm-hmm. like a dropping a podcast on the weekend, um, and not you know, doing that or, or or figuring out a way to share that with people and maybe making a segment or something, you know. Whatever the case may be I think again, that's the cool part. We're able to do that, and what we see fit because we we want to, you know, just like us at work. I'm not saying Best Buy is a great place to be, but because of people like yourself, um, like Gil, like 
you know, other leaders that are in that building, that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes you invest yep. in it. It makes you be like, yo, fuck it, I'll go buy these balloons to promote this new iPhone or promote this new Samsung but it's because I enjoy the people yeah. around me and I feel that investment. Yeah. So it's the same concept when it comes down to here. Now, getting to the, to the player, and I did talk about your leadership already, but let's talk about mm-hmm. what, you can, what you bring to an organization, right? Why select Bernard Viv Smith the fourth, right? Like, why choose you over any other safety but what do you bring to the organization? What are some things that organizations could look forward to if they were to bring you into their into their team? All right. Um, just to touch base real quick, since you said the name again, I just want everybody to know, right? My first name is Milton. Middle name, Bernard Smith, and I'm the fourth. The V-I-V in the middle is Bernard, and then the Roman numeral four, right? Just, just, just so that way everybody knows what the V-I-V is, right? Um, but long story short, as far as what I bring to a um, an organization, the only two good L's that you could ever take, and that's loyalty and leadership, as you said before. Now, the lo- loyalty, like once I'm once I'm on a team, I'm gonna do everything I can to put us in a, a winning position or get everybody in the right mental, so that way we are going into it with the same mentality, so that way we're going into the war together with one goal. Um, and you can see, like, if you ask anybody in my locker room, they know, like, I'm there every Monday when it comes to check-ins. I'm there all day on Monday to make sure you're checking in. And if you're not, I'm blowing your phone up on Tuesday to make sure that it gets done beforehand, you know, or throughout the week, like, negative energy. I tell everybody, like, look, that's not, that's not where we're having it, you know. So I try to make sure that no matter where I go, one, I don't want to be the focal point, but I want everybody to know that I have a goal and I know that for all of us to succeed, we all need to be on the same page. So I try to get everybody on the same same line as me. And and I can vouch for it, right? Like, I see it all the time. Um, and I think and you have created a reputation for yourself that is good, right? Um, and then it's, um, I'll say this as well, like, when it, back to the loyalty statement, like, um, I just, I'm not going to say, like, any anybody specific, but I've had multiple opportunities you you've seen multiple people in the middle of waiting for the sflm to start we've had people that would get picked up and go to the the major leagues and things like that and there were there were a few people that hit me up and they were asking like hey you want to come play this that and the third and it would be cool to just jump to the league but i was like i i was signed to memphis so i'm gonna run my first season with memphis um i do appreciate the offer but look look for me in the draft you know, simple as that. Like, I'd, I'd have people tell me, like, look, you'll get a starting starting position right now. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go through the SFLM with my squad, and then we'll see what we need to do. So it's, for me, like I said, loyalty and leadership is the best thing that you can bring. And then, you know, flexibility. I will work with everybody, you know. I'm not trying to be run over your locker room, but I will tell you that I'm only coming with one goal, like I said, to win. <laughs> and, I, and I can vouch for it, right, because I know you personally. Um, yep. you know, I've seen your growth professionally, right? And it's true, right? Like when you don't, not to say we don't like somebody, when you don't believe in that person, there's a different Milton that you're going to get. But when you know somebody really cares for your development, when you know that we're in this all together, when you know that people is in your corner, your loyalty is big. Like, you and Josh have been offered other positions outside of our store. 
And it was rocky at some times, right? We had some leaders involved that we all were like, bruh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can vouch for it because that's how you are at work. When you weren't happy, I knew you weren't happy, right? And uh, yep. I knew you didn't. When you don't trust somebody, on top of that, it's even worse, right? But when Definitely. you trust somebody, you see the vision, you see the investment, and you see what we're trying to accomplish, you are loyal. I mean, you and both Josh, right? And you guys have so much investment back in the store that I can vouch for it as what you would bring to the organization is that investment. You'll be invested into that team until that team says no more, right? Um, yep. And it's, it's, it's an unselfish, selfish thing. I know that. I'm like, man, I, <laughs> you know, I'd love for us to, to, to be on the same team together, but yeah. it's unselfish because you know that's how, how I always want to be is giving you, Josh, you and Josh the opportunity to really shine because whatever team you go to, um, you guys will be an amazing uh, addition to their to their organization. And hopefully it's a great experience. I know even if it's not, you're going to try to make the best out of it because uh, we've gone through Most some pretty people. sketchy leaders that we all been like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Um, yeah, we still sucked it up to to show we others that up. you know what you can tough it out. So, um, with that being said, right? So, do you have any goals that you want to be able to accomplish while you're in this league? Now that you see that there's so much different opportunities, like is there certain goals you want to be able to accomplish while you're, while you're in it? Um, now when you when you say goals, you mean like for the player for the SFL, like. Like outside, I think, off the I think field. everything. Yeah, I think everything, right? Like, uh, not so much as as your own professional, right? Like, um, yeah, because I know it. But I, yeah, I want to talk definitely. about like, so like, what do you want to do in the league? Do you want to do yeah. try out anything? You know, we talked about somewhat of of a scouting, getting the console in the game and scouting. But yep. is there anything else that you would want to try or intrigues you or goals you want to be able to accomplish? Of course, you want to bring a championship to Memphis, right? Yeah, but, no, definitely. You know, That's, that, was my, that was my thing right there. I was like, I, I would definitely love to bring that hardware back to Memphis. Like, that's my main goal right now is trying to get us at the top of the league. Um, but as a whole, like, again, I want I want to be remembered as one of the best safeties that played in the SFL. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, like my main mission not only is to, you know, get my name out there, but I still I want my player to, to, to be vicious too. Like I want when when people are going against our squad, I want the quarterback to be concerned about the secondary, not just going in there just knowing that I might have to watch somebody. I want them to be game planning around me. You know, that's that's my objective. So watching how I move on the field and how I can progress. That's that's my main objective right now. In the future, like, I would definitely love to, um, like I said, I want to start with being a defensive coordinator. I want to do that. Because just as my free safety is now, like, I love watching the defense. And I love watching, um, you know, like, what kind of play calls, like, my coach is putting in, um, you know. And then I want to see, like, what what can I come up with? You know, how would I be able to compete with these other teams and things like that if I'm making a defensive play, game plan and then I got to watch the, uh, you know, the AI carry out what I put in, you know. So I'd love to see that as well. So my end, end goal, like I definitely want to get onto the coaching tip. 
Um, yeah. But I want to start with like, scouting and understanding the different formations and things of that nature before, you know, you can you got to crawl before you can walk and you walk before you can run. Yeah, that's that's the truth to it. And you will, right? Like, my only advice is, remember, it gets frustrating, right? Like, you sim, 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 and you're like, man, I got this. This thing is going to be on fire, right? Like, this is going to, I'm going to knock some socks off. And then it gets into the real game, and you're like, what the hell? That's a play that I wouldn't have never called in that situation. <laughs> you know, like, what was the AI thinking? And, you know, if you and really can learn that. that. Yeah, if you could really learn what's successful in this league and, and, and make it into your own and make it into your own style, you find that success. And uh, you see there's some great people in this organization that seem to find that recipe, right? right? The people who are in the semifinals, for example, right? Uh, Denver, mm-hmm. won season 13. Uh, and Denver's history, too, coming in, you know, once the, the, the franchise was purchased from San Antonio and moved to Denver... Um, you know, you seen what Vega was, was able to do there and finding that mix that got him within either a season or two, get into season 13. I think he was season 11 when they started. So, yeah, season 13, become a champion, right? And having yeah. the ability to potentially repeat that. They have so much respect for because nobody ever leaves Sioux Falls, right? Uh, I always mention mm-hmm. Sioux Falls. I mean, they're never in free agency. They're not in the chat, like, blowing it up. There might be one or two that'll say good game or whatnot. But they're a really close-knit team that you never see them hit agency. Always had the same kind of consistency. And each year, they're always contenders. Like, last year, they yep. were a contender. The year before that, like, Sioux Falls is always in the mix. Louisiana is a team that is brand... It's a brand new, right? It was purchased from my old team, the, the New Orleans Pharaohs, right? But... It ended up being on its own and coming together, and you see the successes and how far they're able to go. And then you look at Baltimore, and Baltimore is, a, is an older organization, right? They were the Baltimore Crabs, then there's the Baltimore uh, Vultures and whatnot. So that's an yep. organization that has a lot of history, and they don't really lose mm-hmm. many players neither. But those are teams you really strive for and you really see, and you, you see that they have found a good mix of what that is. And the great advice that I tell people is, is keeping continuity, right? You can only do so much that people want to grow. So, you know, people may leave your team for for coaching opportunities or growth opportunities or whatever, right? You yeah. can't always yeah. 100% stop it. But that's where you stock up on talent, right? Where if one leaves, it's the next man up. Yep, yep. But it's, it's again, and we know that because of work, right? We, we work in retail, so we know... We yeah. may lose somebody, and we just next man yeah. up, next man up, right? Somebody else got to fill fill that fill that void. Yeah, but it, it's again, honestly, you know the the fun part to it. And if you look at those teams who have figured out the recipe to success with the coaching, as well as keeping players continuity wise, or finding players that fit the certain scheme that they have, then you can see where the strategic play happens. Because remember, we all start with the same budget. So yep. it's not like Sioux Falls is better than us because their players have been there forever. Not the right players in the right scheme, and they know what their identity is, so they're able to execute. Right? Same thing yep. with Denver. They had the players, even though they lost, like I said, Mel Davis, right? Um, they lost him, but they still are having a good defense, right? Um, yeah. You know, they 
they can lose people but still pick up people to still help with the overall cause. That shows you that they know the type of people they're looking for and the scheme that they're looking for. Uh, you look at Baltimore, same concept. You look at Louisiana, you know, they're a newer team, but these these pieces come and from Baltimore, different parts. Baltimore mm-hmm. I watch heavily because they have um, – What's his name? Uh, what's the free safety's name? Oh, my God. Bolt. Last name is Bolt, I think. Yeah. Um, I think he's got close to, like, eight picks right now for this season, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, like, I watch him because that was the first <laughs> – I'm not going to lie. My first game, I looked up, like, the, who, who the best safety was in the SFLM, and I checked what their catch was at. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't keep dropping picks. You know? I can't do it. So I saw he had a bunch of picks. So I've been, like, following his stats recently to try to, like – because I see, like, he's, he's, he's got a great player that's performing, you know. So that that's the kind of, um you know, I do I do that kind of deep dive when I see, like, this is what I – this is how I want my player to play. Like, I'll do research. I'll sit there and watch other other safeties and how they perform and what they do on the field, and then I kind of go back and tweak my progression plans for the, for the rest of the season. Yeah, and that and that's, that shows you that you always want to be the best. And it may be because of the job that we're in, but that's how we're conditioned, to always want to be the best, yeah. always want to be competitive. So I think, again, you know, what you're doing mm-hmm. really makes that difference. Um, so – since you've been in the league, right, what are some of the things that you've learned since being in the league? To be honest, um, communication is key. Um, That's, like, the biggest thing that I think is, like, communication, like, just being able to be active in the conversations, be active in the chats and look at what's going on, like, it, it it facilitates so much. Like you, just by having conversations, or even you know, if you sit in the uh, like I, I'll hop in the general chat once in a blue moon. Most of the time, I'm in the SFLM general, but I'll hop in the general chat once in a blue moon and I'll ask questions, you know, and things like that. But communication, I think, is the best thing because you don't know everything. You'll never know everything, and every once in a blue moon, you'll just be sitting there and you'll read something that somebody said, and it'll teach you something. You know, so I think like you being in the chat to being active not only in your locker room but being active in the uh, like the group messages with the SFL as well as the SFLM is the best thing that you can do because it just lines you up for success. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good way to share, right? Like I told you, don't be scared to communicate and don't be scared to share things and you know be vocal and whatnot because you want to be noticed, right? I I feel like. Looking at the pool, like today, right? I was looking at the rosters, and I'm like, man, it's not that many rookies right now. So the way that you kind of come out, uh, you know, yeah, you have a better opportunity now. I mean, the pool's not big. When we went the first gen, um, it was probably over like 250 uh, uh, players in the SFLM. Oh, wow. Like, uh, there were so many linebackers coming out, so many safeties, so many. Well, I think safety wasn't as much. Like, the safety side, I think it was like five to six players, potentially, for each team. Um, in the sense of free, and then strong was about mimicking the same. Uh, there was a whole bunch of corners. There's a whole bunch of wide receivers. There's a whole bunch of uh, running backs. There's a whole bunch of... Um, quarterbacks, even to some teams having dual quarterbacks, right? Which you still see some teams having, right? Yeah. Uh, Annapolis being one of them yeah, with got, L.A. Rowe. Right yeah, right? And, and Annapolis does yeah. too with L.A. Rowe and uh, Spencer Gordon. 
Um, yeah, we got, you know, we got and OJ, shout out to OJ and my man Joseph. Yeah, and shout outs to um, to, and I think Joseph's actually doing a show today. Like he's doing the, the show, um, the game that's on right now. But um, no, really? yeah, I think so. I think I saw his name on there. But um, nonetheless, right? Like again, it was so big, and this time it's not as big. But you, like I always told you, and and this is my advice to any rookie, which I would love to hear your advice to other rookies as well, because you at least had somebody who had their foot in the door. You know, yeah. you didn't come in just completely blind to this. You actually had a friend that was there that was like, "Hey, that I see what's going to work." Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can definitely say um, coming in as a rookie, I can only imagine like how in the dark you may feel if you don't know. Because I I came in and I was already working with you. You were a GM of a team. You already had a player. So like there wasn't really any question that you couldn't really answer for me, Um, you know, right there. But coming into it, uh, the same thing that I just said before, like one of the best things that you can do is communicate. The one thing that I love about the SFL is that no matter what, even though like you, you put me in the right position, when I came in, I still had questions. And when I got into, like, like I said before, like I'll, I'll keep reiterating that whenever I got into the chats and I would even um, go into like info and reach out to like GMs and stuff, you know, way before we were even like Memphis was like had a logo you know what I mean like I was talking to GMs and just asking them like simple questions like hey what what do you have to do or what should we be doing so my advice to any kind of rookies coming in would be communicate ask as many questions as you feel comfortable with asking but if you don't feel comfortable or if you don't know don't be afraid to ask somebody has the answers yeah I think that's the biggest thing man find find who you comfortable with um to to honestly, you know, uh, you know, find that 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 knowledge, right? Like, I feel like there's some knowledge out there that you have to kind of find sometimes, and and find the right people who are willing to share it, right? But I think there's also people who understand, like, if if you don't make this accessible or make it make me have an investment to it. Yeah, I'm gonna end up losing interest, and then you end up losing the league, and then you end up not getting to the places that you need to be. And again, there will be another surge, right? There is always growth that the league's going to do and get more rookies in here. But I think at the end of the day, yeah, like if you share that and say, "Hey, don't be scared to reach out. Don't be worried about getting to know people and and really putting yourself out there." Because when you can put yourself out there, you find people who enjoy the same thing you do, right? And you created a name because yeah. I talked to Tyler today and I was like, yeah, I, I want to give you a heads up because, you know, Tyler was like, yeah, I'm a safety for Memphis. I said, give you a heads up. Your counterpart, your free safety is my boy. And he was like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, Bernard, yeah, he's so cool, blah, blah. But that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> being able to build that. We talk about You understand it because of work. And I talk about it on the yeah. podcast as brand, right? Your brand. I would yep, tell you yep. that, Milton, you got to carry your brand, right? Like. You know, you want people to see you and say, hey, that's that dude, man. He's solid. He's on his stuff. Like, you know, they never say nothing bad about you because when yeah. leaders get promoted, that's what they look at. Right. It's not so much. Hey, yes, it's the numbers. Right. Hey, are you the best? Are you this and that? But it's also they'll go back and say, all right, Milton, tell me about Nelson. Like, do you think he's ready to be a GM? If so, why? Yeah. Why do you think he's ready to be a GM? What does and then they're asking you that question because they're like, OK, what does Nelson stand for? What is his? What do other leaders see him as? What do other associates see him as? Is he really somebody yeah. who's going to take control and command and make a difference, or is he fudging the numbers? 
right? Is he he's making the numbers the look emotions, good? Yep. But you know, he's he's doing it for himself, and he's not actually building people up. He's not actually getting people to be better. You know, so I think again, like that branding situation is huge, and you have a smaller pool right now, but. Again, right, your goal is to be the number one player drafted. And the only way you're going to do that is talk to many teams, share what you're able to accomplish and show them, hey, yeah, I'm not the number one safety at the moment, baby, because somebody has been in the league, you know, they this is their second season or they so happen to join the league earlier than you. But I'll be the best safety and you need to invest in me because of every intangible thing that I bring to the table, not just what my player does, but what I'm able to do for your organization. And that's that level of advice I give to people. It's like you got to focus on your brand, right? People want to go and, and, and go crazy in gen chat, but that's your brand. If you ever had to hit free yeah. agency and you have a brand that people ain't rocking with, your free agency is going to be real tough, right? Yeah. But if you were a player who's on and off the field amazing and you show a strong brand and you don't give no problems, right? You and me know when an associate starts giving us problems, what do we start doing? We start performance managing. We start getting on yep. their cases and being like, yo, you can't be here no more. You're starting to be that squeaky yep. wheel. And it's not a squeaky exactly. wheel in the, in the sense of being a good squeaky wheel. Like we have, you know... Uh, uh, associates that work for us that we rely on because they are squeaky wheel. They make an impact. They are somebody who's out there, but they're not rocking the business in a negative standpoint. But that's that's something that again, that branding, that what you stand for, and and what do people think about you is something that you have on a high level because that's what you and me honestly deal with every day. So exactly, uh, I think it's good stuff to kind of share and share with other rookies as well. And I know you'll continue sharing that, right? Um, but I oh, think yeah, if you no really get, go out there and continue doing that, um, it means a lot more. There's people, uh, I always talk about the one story with uh, Frank Wade, uh, sorry, Garrison Blue is what he's called, but it's Frank Wade, right? But he is the mm-hmm. tight end of, of Las Vegas. And uh, we used to okay. play in Annapolis together. He came in. And, uh, you know, asking questions and I DM them. I was like, hey, bro, you know, whenever you need anything, let me know, you know, and, you know, really extending myself out there. And he started doing the same thing, going to other rookies, saying, hey, man, if you never need anything. And that showed me the impact yeah. that I was able to do and made me see like, man, I'm really out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm really making that difference and really making people. You know, that actually made me feel really good when I was able to like say that for the first time, you know, after I got enough information, I gathered that much. And then we started getting like new people in the locker room. And then I was able to, hey, let me know if you need anything. You know, like before it was I was asking those questions, but now being able to give relay that information, help other people, you know, point them in the right direction. So that way we're all, you know, um, all trying to move forward like that that's probably the best thing i think that was that was a really great feeling for me knowing that i was able to give some advice as opposed to just ask questions yeah definitely so now my man milton right yeah the floor is yours this last thought i roll out the red carpet i mean i always roll out the red carpet for you right like i always show love to you and gil um yeah but um the floor is yours, right? Any last thoughts you want to share? Anything we didn't talk about? If you want to plug in your Discord so owners or uh, or or other rookies can reach out to you, like the floor is yours, my man. Got you. Well, just to let y'all know, hopefully you enjoyed the show tonight, Nelson. I appreciate you getting me on the show. 
Um, my Discord, Bernard V Smith I V. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, but to be completely honest, just look out for Memphis, man. We got some crazy players that are on this squad, and we are hungry. So we got our game tomorrow at three. Just look out for that. Outside of that, GMs, owners, and things like that. Just look for me in the draft. You'll see me soon. I think that's a good way. And, and, and do you want to let them know how they can find you? Because, you know, it's it's Venard. And then I didn't know that Viv was V from Venard and then the IV for the fourth. Right? I just learned yep. that. I, I, I thought Viv, because, you know, a story that people don't know is the nickname Mickey. And yeah. why? And I'm pretty sure they know in the beginning um, when I was like, hey, you know, maybe Mickey might make an appearance. That's the nickname yeah. for your son. But you grew up with the nickname. No, yeah, I got you. So you yeah, he would be the V because he's the yeah. fifth. <laughs> yeah, you were able to inherit that down. Um, but I yeah. think it was really cool to know how you... And I hope people don't try to take Mickey in here. Like, you do have the, the Nick V-I-V. Um, but, you know, that that's kind of the cool part to know how you have that. Just like Roscoe earlier was talking about how he became Statman. You know, it's something yeah. that bring on and people can call you that you know i should next if i call a memphis game i'll probably be like aunt viv um yeah. you know out out here killing it but you know it's all love and everything like that and again I, i'm really excited to see where your career goes from here right um i appreciate that you you are a great person in and outside of work um you know and you always been real with me like i've always been real with you you know that's always my thing look i'm yep. gonna be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and yep. be yes. Always going both ways. You know, and I'm always that's going to. That's another reason why I'm here, man. <laughs> that's another reason why I'm here. Because you put me on and I'm like, yo, if you're on it and, and you're that serious about it, you're a GM, hold up. Let me get on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you knew it was something that I, I, when I really care for something, you know, I'm very genuine. You know I'm not going to BS you. Well, yeah, right. your, your passion, um, your passion, when you lock in on something, your passion is not touched by anything. I don't think anybody will. That that's one reason why I gravitated towards you when you first came to the store because I could see it just off the 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 initial, you know, the few situations. I won't get into details off of things, but like long story yeah. short, like I see your passion, and I know that your goals align with mine. So yeah, I, I'm with you. If you need anything from me, let me know. If you guys are short on a Friday and you don't have no guests, come find me. I'll be I'll be ready. No, I appreciate it. You know, my door is always open, right? I told Gil that I want to get him on the next show, right? So I already planned that seed to be like, yo, Gil, you're you going to be free. And he's like, I close on Friday. I'm going to have to be here. Yeah, he's going to make that time, bro. I'm going to get him some like, time. I'm going to let him go. No, but I told him straight up. I'm like, yo. I'm going to make that call. <laughs> I'm like, curbside only goes to 9 o'clock. I do the time frame at 1030, so you got enough time to get home. You live literally five minutes from the store. Yeah, um, he's gonna be on so, the show. <laughs> so you're able to do it, but it's just that genuine appreciation and being like, like this show starts off by bringing people in here that have honestly made an impact in my life, whether inside out, you know, it gives them a platform. And any rookie, if you talk to them and they're like, man, I don't know where to go, they can always come to this show because this show is to mm-hmm. give somebody a platform to be able to speak and be able to share who they are. Because not everybody's great at typing. Not everybody can really articulate their thoughts on text. So this gives another way for you to say, hey, 
If you want to get to know me, here's a link to the show I was on inside the league with Nelson Lozano, and you can kind of get a small, you know, look on how I am. And, and, you know, checking out other ones, right? Like checking out Ashley Jackson. You know, she does a podcast. Yep. She does an amazing job. Dave Access. I saw you joining Dave Access's Discord, right? Um, and then that's when yeah, I was I like, just, yo. I've been, I've been listening to Access recently. Right. Ashley and, and, Jackson, I've, I definitely... She she had a bunch of podcasts that I listened to prior to me um prior to me uh prior to Memphis like starting the season um because like her like that the after dark shows and things like that like I used to love listening to those just because it was just so interesting hearing like hearing those podcasts and hearing about the veteran players and how they perform and things like that like these are all the things that made it so much easier to join this league because it's just the fact that so many people you know, take the time out. And everybody's got stuff going on in their lives. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's got something going on outside of the SFL. But the fact that so many people take the time out to make this what it is, like, this experience has been the greatest thing that I've been a part of. Like I said, since, like, college football is crazy to me, you know, how expensive. Like, I'll, I'll leave this. I'll get off work. And before I do anything, I'm opening Discord to see what kind of messages I got. What's going on with the league? Like, that, that's what it is. You know, like, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I'll be having conversations, you know, with our front office and players and everything like that. But it, it's not yeah. just, hey, I'm just talking to you, just talk to you. It's also because I enjoy who you are and I just want to see how you're doing. And there's so many times I've done outside of what my job calls for. Not in, you know, that's in real life, too. Right. But, you know, I do yep. things for people because I actually care. It's not like uh, fake me out. None of that stuff. If I tell you I got you, I got you and I'm going to do my best to get you out the way. And uh, it's like it's like this stuff here, you know, like just getting to meet people and, and, and getting through. And they got stuff going on, too. And if you're able to help them get. Oh, you're breaking up, Nelson. Can you hear me? Well, I don't know. We might be done here. Because <laughs> I can't hear anything you're saying, bro. It's like trying to it's like trying to come back, but
All right, can you hear, can you hear there me? There it is. Yep. Yeah. So, sorry for some of the technical difficulties, right? Sometimes they'd be like that. Go. But I got no, ways I like, to go oh. around it. I was like, not like this, not like this. <laughs> hey, look, I've I've gone through this enough to know that it, it sometimes happens, right? Like when I got you. Uh, thunderstorms and stuff like that happens, we sometimes lose connections and, and trying to get back on. You. But I've been able to kind of find my way around. There was one time that I couldn't even get myself reconnected, and I had to do the show <laughs> through the phone. But that's the cool part. You know what I'm saying? That, that's yep. that's a, yeah, and it looks like I'm getting reconnected now. So, <laughs> so, so again, right? Like, this is the the true part to it. But you know what? I've learned how to how to navigate and go through and get back and smooth back on like nothing ever happened. That's why I told you stay on the line. <laughs> I figured. I it got out. you. Yeah, I was like, I'm, um, I'm gonna pick. I said, I'll just wait. <laughs> But again, I was right, like, "Yo, like, this is the same thing that happened in my game earlier, man. This is not good." <laughs> man, you, you, uh, you bad luck. That's why. Nah, just kidding. You know, technology. <laughs> no, I don't do we under, <laughs> we understand it though. We we do it every day. We go through it every day, and uh, it's honestly technology that that sometimes will will work against you. And you yeah, know, I, I blame I blame this achiever, uh, <laughs> this achiever gift that we all got. For being the best in the company with this dang neck gear, man, <laughs> this joint is giving me so much issues. But, uh, <laughs> but regardless, right? Like, um, yeah, bro. Like, you know, it's all love, man. You know, um, anytime you want to stop by, come through. Tell everybody in the SFLM uh, if they want to slide through, they're more than welcome to. You know, it's this is what it's all about, man. It's really. Getting Definitely. people the ability to get to know the show, not just to get to know the show, but get to know the league and get to know what other avenues they can get invested in. And if they feel inspired, they can do what they want to bring to contribute to the league. Right. Um, yep. So, again, I appreciate, you know, you always welcome if you just not even just a phone call where I could literally like when we were at work today, I was like, Milton, you ready? And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, it's in the middle of, of an iPhone line. So you're like, what are you talking about, man? Like, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're, you're you on tonight. You completely, bro, because I've been dealing with so many issues. And you were like, all right, tonight, 1030. I was like, what's happening? I'm leaving after this phone activation. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not closing. I'm going home. Yeah, I know that's and then the it first clicked. I was like, oh, the podcast, got it. Yep, call me, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Gil is the same way, and, you know, that's why I have two blocks for people to get on. Typically, I'll go over the news, go over, you know, everything else or whatnot. But, again, bro, not to not to take too much time, because uh, I know, you know, Mickey is probably running around. Your girl's probably like, yo, where you at? You spend too much time on the phone right now, just like my wife is. Um, but you know, bro, anytime, you know, I'm here for you and I'm really excited to see what you do, not just in the league, but outside of the league, cause you do very well in the job you're doing. And, you know, our job is so demanding, but you, like I said, you turn nothing into something. Uh, you, you inherited a team that wasn't just bad at that time was inherently bad for a brick. All right. And we don't, we don't have to go into the full situation, but you definitely did, did a, a 90 degree and try to get them to be a lot better. And then you've also grown as a leader, being able to take over a department that's not easy at all. 
So with that final note, bro, uh, if you do want to share anything else, the floor is yours. But if not, bro, have a good night. Tell Mickey I said hello. And uh, tell your girl that I appreciate giving you the time to to hang out a little bit with me (laughs) around the SFL. Because I know that these women get real crazy with it. No, I'm with you. Long story short, I don't really have much, but I'm not going to sit here and list every player on Memphis, but I will say shout out to my squad. Y'all have a good night. I'm out of here. All right, bro. Have a good night, bro. I'll let you, all right? Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me again. No problem, bro. Anytime. So, again, uh, shout out to uh, Vinard V.I.V. Smith IV, uh, my guy who I actually know uh, in person, but another uh, great player in this league and another person who honestly would be a great um, a great addition to any organization that decides to get him. Now, with that being said, right, um, do want to talk about, I guess, kind of the offseason, right, um, kind of what's going on for my folks who are fans of Portland, right, what's going on, right, um, seeing the potentials, you know, the people who have left and, you know, whatnot, and, you know, we're, we're working, right, we're, we're, we didn't lose many people, and that, I'm so proud of that as a GM, I tell you guys that all the time, that player retention, player happiness is really huge, and I think we did a really good job as an organization to do that, yes, there were some folks that might have wanted to see that what was out there and that's going to happen naturally, but I wanted to have a retention between 80 to 90% retention because as I mentioned all the time, I'm inspired by these organizations who retain their players. And what I've noticed the trend is if you can retain your players and you can build a plan that's always consistent. And it doesn't matter if your plan doesn't evolve a hundred percent, you can evolve it somewhat, you know, a little,
Sorry about that, guys. Again, if Netgear, if you are listening, right, I need you to get your stuff together, all right? This is supposed to be a mesh network that I got um, for, you know, being the best in the company, and I end up getting a piece of crap <laughs> that stopped me in the middle of my, my podcast and my live show. So... Again, to my listeners, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of gaps and a lot of um, things from there that aren't traditional to this show. I appreciate it if you're still listening. I do apologize if you hear this back on the podcast. I'm going to try to see what's going on with my electronics um, to make sure that this doesn't happen continuously. And thank God it didn't happen with my first broadcast. But regardless, what I'm talking about was you know, this offseason, how this has been looking and how this has kind of played out has been, like I said, a really good experience. I'm going to tell you as a general manager, um, this has been, yes, it wasn't the season we were, were looking for. I see the building blocks. I see the people who really care. I see the people who have real grit because to go two and nine is very difficult to do. But when people have grit, they, have, they know that it's a process. When they trust the process, when they trust in their leaders – that's to me important. And when I tell them the vision is to be like those other teams that I mentioned before, before the cutoff, um, you know, it's really huge. So, you know, again, if, if you're asking how my off season is, it's going great, right? I'm enjoying the league. I'm enjoying this podcast or this radio show. I'm enjoying the broadcasting now. And I'm really getting immersed in everything, and it's been pretty awesome, and this offseason has been great, and, and there's some great things in the pipelines that I feel that will be even great when we're able to share it. I will be happy to share it with the fans and the people that listen to this podcast and show. I think, again, you know, if you ever want to come on the show, I always mention, reach out to me in the DMs. I do have it where you can call in um, if you do want to share you know, insight and everything like that. It's really about the people. So a lot of times if I do see you call in, I'll have you listen, but I don't really go ahead and do anything of that sort. But, you know, again, you know, what this league has allowed me to do is really huge. And this offseason has been a little bit more relaxing and looking more into the future versus building our future. Um, and really seeing what we have left to do and what will help out for the future. So... I'm hoping I don't have the same issue again where this cuts off, um, but I do really want to share that. And for the folks that listen to me every time, like, I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time on a Friday night uh, to really sit here and listen to me, you know, and listen to my guests and, and, and be part of the experience and have fun and get to know people and, you know, be able to relate and say, hey, I can do that too, right? And join us, right? If you if you ever want to join Discord, I was about it right it's simulation simulation fl um you type that in it'll, it'll send you to accept you know to to join the, the the server and then you can just jump right in right get to go into gen chat say hello go into introductions introduce who you are 
um, figure out what you want to do. You know, again, it is a subscription-based league, but it's worth the money because all the money we put in is what the investment into this league is. And it's you're talking about three bucks, right? Like nothing big. You can buy, you know, eat, you can do each month three dollars, a cup of coffee, or maybe a cup of coffee, right? And it goes into, you know, you know, you can pay for your whole year. Whatever you want to do, but trust me, this league is growing. This league is getting better. Um, if you want to check out the website, www.simulationfl.net, another way you can check and check the website in there. Watch our games if you want to see us. Follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty sure it's SimulationFL on Twitter as well. If I'm wrong, I'll correct myself next show. But I appreciate all you guys that have been involved, who see me grow, who seen this show, who give me feedback good or bad, um, to help me be better. And that's real love and appreciation. And, and that's what I really enjoy about this league. And it gives you a little bit of share what also the offseason looks like for me as a general manager in the, in the future, not just for the Portland fleet, but also for my, for my own show. When I can speak about it, I will, but I do have big plans that I want to be able to accomplish. So, um, that's kind of the awesome piece and the piece that I like to share uh, going through it. And, you know, for anybody, you understand how much of a great loss it can be when you lose somebody very close. But my message to everybody is always remember the things you learn from the person you might have lost. Um, like I said, I lost my grandmother last week. That's the reason why there wasn't a show. But what I took from the experience is honestly... Um, understanding that you don't have everybody here forever. Um, there's a certain period of time that you have to spend with people. And when they're gone, they're gone. But what lives with you, memories you have, the experiences you have, and what that person has taught you. My grandmother um, didn't have an easy life. Didn't have a husband who, who helped her with her children. And and fought to her last breath, right? Uh, my grandmother had COVID, right, uh, in March. Went into a coma for a month and a half. And uh, recovered, well, got out of that coma, started recovering. And um, unfortunately, due to how long she was on medication, her diabetes, her high blood pressure, uh, it really took a toll on her body and she ended up passing away. But what I learned from my grandmother is to always smile, to fight, to stand up for yourself, for you to dance. Enjoy dancing. Enjoy every little moment that you have because it's not guaranteed. You don't know when it's your last day, when it's, when you're not going to make it. And that's that's something that I'm sharing because I just went through it. And it was tough, Right. It's even tougher, or even it became tougher because I lost my mother on top of that. So two women, part of my matriarch, the people who supported me in life, who would love to hear that I have my own show, would have loved to hear that I'm doing things, and probably would ask me to do it in some other type of way, in a bigger platform, and figure out how to make it even bigger. Um, that's the things that I always want to share. Share that time with your parents. Share your, your time with your grandparents. Ask them questions. Figure 
your story, your history, where you come from. How did you get to where you're at now? Same concept of what the show is. How did players get into the league? How did players grow in the league? How did players do X, Y, Z, or owners, or general managers, whatever, whoever they are? And it's the same concept here. If you're able to learn something from them, take advantage. Because when you have your family, you will now carry that their legacy with them. And a movie like Coco really, and not to bring that in, right? But Coco really did that as well to say, hey, your ancestors live by you. By you. Now, I don't have an ofrenda, right? Um, but I would tell you, keep your family's memories and what they were able to teach you, whether good or bad. Um, you know, you're able to to go ahead and and and. And share that and live that and, and breathe it. And that's what got me through this situation. Religious too, right? Um, had helped me as well. But I'm not here to talk about that. But understanding that and seeing what my grandmother left me. And that fight. And that drive. And that perseverance. And not letting anybody dictate what that is. Is what I'm forever going to hold with her. But I'm also going to, to take Everything about her that she smiled every time. She laughed all the time. She partied like she was 20 years old. And it's a big loss for my family. It really is. But it's not so much of a loss because she's no longer here. It's what she impacted in everybody else's life. And for the people who donated... To her because they knew that she Made some type of impact in her life I feel like It's only right to share that with people And understand too protect yourself Out here man People don't understand The gravity of COVID We don't necessarily Have the best Leadership that speaks about How COVID really makes a difference But it has affected me Not just in a In a sense thing Knock on wood, I haven't caught COVID, but my grandma did, and it caused the down spiral where, unfortunately, I lost her. Now, it is underlining conditions that made it even worse, but take care of yourself. You know, if you can, do it. If you can exercise, do it. If you can change eating habits, do it. Because if you do want to be here forever, then there is going to be sacrifices you're going to make. I've made some sacrifices the last four weeks to start exercising more consistently, eating better, doing better, um, and then trying to make a conscientious effort to get with family and friends. And this moment that I've done now with the podcast even helps with what to cope and be better at it. So again, not to make this sad or not to make this into anything uh, of that sort, but I always feel like I want to leave you guys with with something that that helps you go through whatever you're going through or helps you per, proceed going forward and 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 really, you know, create that perseverance and that grit. And uh sharing a little bit about myself too. I think that's the key thing. I never hide who I am or what I've been through and you know, it's it's helped me help others. And that's what I live my life for is, you know, the moment that I pass away how do I leave a legacy that surpasses me that people will forever speak about me in a way that 
is impactful that Nelson did something that no one else did or Nelson helped me in a situation that I couldn't or because of this situation Nelson helped me through I'm able to xyz whatever the situation is um I always try to leave the podcast on a note that helps you uh or can potentially help you out um if you're going through it so again I want to thank everybody who joined the show tonight Rosca Santagria uh, my man Milton aka Bernard Smith the fourth um, you know, thank you for everybody again who wished me, you know, prayers, gave me prayers, gave me condolences, gave me support, checked on me when, you know, I wasn't, you know, this show didn't happen, not because I didn't want it to happen last week. It's because my main priority was my family being there for my uncle who was feeling like he was doing this alone, right? Out of three brothers. And it's not on the other ones, right? They, one has his, his life in another state that he had to be down, right? He's the person who brings in the bread. So you always got to understand that he's just trying to make sure that nothing collapses because something impactful happened to him. And the other brother, you know, was there and shared moments with us. And even though he didn't be there the whole time, everybody grieves differently. And that's another thing. If you're ever in that situation, always understand people grieve differently. And um, if you if if you understand that, you just understand that folks come from a different way. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you're going through that, my blessings to you, my prayers out to you and families and whatnot. But to those folks that really reached out and supported and, and made sure I was good, yeah, I appreciate it. If you made it past this long of my show, GM Nelson Lozano, thank you again. I can't do this show without you, right? Nobody listening. I'll just be a crazy guy talking on the microphone, uh, trying to, hopefully people are listening. But if you are getting it this far, thank you again. Uh, next week, we'll potentially have Josh Gill, um, wide receiver for the Annapolis Navigators, a rookie that's on there. But um, if you want to jump on the show, contact me on Discord, Nelson Lozano. Lozano spell L O Z A N O, Cap Portland GM. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Ray underscore Supreme, until I can get a Twitter potentially just for my SFL. So you have multiple ways to getting at me, right? And if you ever have any questions, comments, you know, concerns, snide remarks, as like I always say, um, hit me up, DM me. Uh, we'll chop it up. We'll talk about it. Uh. But I want to leave you guys on that note, right? We'll be back next Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, going on typically until past 12. But I do want to give you a little bit of time since we're getting now to the finale of the SFL. And eventually, due to it being on Friday, I can't really talk about the SFLM because the SFLM is playing at the same time this is going. Um, but I nonetheless, all right? You have a wonderful weekend. Until we see each other again, you have a wonderful night, SFL Nation. Take care.